Welcome back to the podcast here, of course. Um, you're watching us live on Utreon, so we can actually hold guns in our hands. It's an awesome, beautiful thing to be able to do. So if you're watching this later on YouTube and you want to know how to join us live, go over to Utreon, U-T-R-E-O-N slash Who Moved My Freedom. That's how you do it. If you're listening on audio and you want to join us live as well, that's the way to do it. Otherwise, this will be up on YouTube sometime tomorrow. All right. That being said, hopefully our audio and everything here is good. I'm going to load Kevin Dixie. Uh, there he goes. And um, I'm going to I'm going to get this kicked off if I don't see or hear any complaints at this point. <laughs> so I'm going to hit the button and go for it here. Welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. Lifestyles of the locked and loaded. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Franklin Armory. Franklin Armory provides 100% U.S.-made firearms and awesome binary option triggers. Their focus and purpose is to provide freedom tools to all Americans, especially those in not-so-free states. So when you're in the market, please consider Franklin Armory. What oh, we have my brother, Kevin Dixie. Welcome, Kevin Dixie, to the show, What's man. <laughs> Throw your hands in the air like this and do the jazz hands. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin is like, what is happening? Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna go. I was gonna go with the African. I was, you know what? I was. I started out going with the African accent, and then I was like, uh. Then I then I switched to a Jamaican. I don't know what happened, man. I don't know. I'm tired. That's what happened. Yeah, you got kind of mixed up in a game. I mean, you can do it. Nobody can get mad at you. <laughs> I switched it up. I was going to do the, the African accent all the way. Like the, Well, there's multiple different ones. I was going to do the Ghanaian one. Kevin Dixie is here <laughs> in the building. What's up? This is... In uh, the building? Yeah, in the building. Well, not really. He's in his building. You know, I'm in my... Uh, I'm in my automobile here, but uh, yes, this is podcast number uh, 935, excuse me, of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast, and our guest is Kevin Dixie of NOC, No Other Choice Firearms Training. I don't know if I always put the training yeah, in there, Kevin Dixie. Me. Hello, hello, everyone. Yeah, yeah. what's up? Diximus Maximus. I'm kind of nervous. Yeah. Kevin, what's all your, do you have a middle name? The, oh, oh no! Yeah, don't act, don't act like you don't want to tell us the middle name. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, look, man, Kevin uh, Aurelius. It's a weird, it's a weird name. It, it, it's weird oh, how. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean it's weird? No, it's not Aurelius. At least they give me like the middle name Kelly or something. Yeah. Uh, is it after a famous person? Is it like uh, uh, it's just Demont? D e m o n t Demont. Demont. Okay. All right. All so right. So the initials are K D D. Yeah, technically. K D D. Demont. Is that like from yeah, one of Kevin, your uncles? Demont Dixie. D yeah, I think they're kind of like mixed, like double D Dixie. Double D Dixie. No, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's really like, like mm -hmm. Demont is how it's really pronounced, like Demont, and then they put a T on it, so it's like now it's Demont, and it's supposed to be like you know, like have a flow to it, like a, a different, like Frenchy type of flow. Mm -hmm. um, but it wound up just coming out with something else. 
Wait, why would it be like that? Are your people from like New Orleans or something? What was? Uh, no, I believe uh, from asking that question, mm-hmm. my belief is because on my the name came from my father's side because I carry my mother's last name. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that name came from my father's side, and the belief from them is um, it was part of the family lineage where they actually had folks that were from uh, France, like oh. actual black people that grew up in France. That's what that's the story I was told. Um, and so it's supposed of carry, and then it's supposed to be like this demon, and, and I'm like. Yeah, that's that's not as fancy as y'all thought. It's like you, I don't know what you did. You like you ordered like a fancy pastry and got like a fifteen day old gas station donut. I don't know what they were up to. Whoever um, likes their right. name, you know what I'm saying? They yeah. should give you an option. I mean, like, I got my last name is a girl's first name. My what last Dixie? Name is a girl's Dixie? Name. Dixie? Yeah. Uh huh. Dixie. Yeah. Right. It's uni- it's unisex. It's no. cool. It's cool. It's cool as a last name. I think. No. Dixie's cool as I mean, a last I don't, name. Man, I used it very inappropriately when I was a child. Though I got. I I know my thing. Oh, I. Uh, I can imagine. I'm slow. <laughs> I'm gonna be respectful. You know, because kids kids talk about each other in school, right? Mm-hmm. And so people used to talk about my last name and say it was a girl's first name, and you know. I just used to, I've always been relatively creative with words. Mm-hmm. And so I would look at the kids and be like, oh, you got a problem with my name. And, and I'll stand in front of them and be like, Dick, see? You know, like slow my name down a little bit for them. And that's, that's <laughs> how, I was, how I used to do people in high school. Right, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> it's uh, it, I'm glad I fight. <laughs> no one ever likes their name, man. I think that, you know, you should get an option like around, I don't know what age would be good, like maybe 12, 13 years old. Where you could change your name if you want to. <laughs> you could you could change your name when you got when you get married. I don't know if you know that. You could so even even the dude on the marriage certificate can change his name to whatever mm-hmm. he wants it to be. Um mm-hmm. I didn't know I didn't know yeah. this. I didn't know this. My brother, one of the times you he know, got I kept married. My last he did name that. Is, um, uh, huh? I always I always wanted to uh you know, with with the, with my last name, which is clearly you know a name that came from being owned, like Dixie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but regardless, uh, my mom did a he- heck of a job, um, you know, raising me and bringing me up. So I just mm-hmm. told her we're going to um, carry this name and make this name mean something. So mm-hmm. um, that's why I didn't even do the thing where I saw like this new push where you know you can let the kids take whoever's last name, you know, even when you mm-hmm. get married, like doesn't matter who last name they take. Um, I see uh, actual husbands. I see them now taking a wife's last name. No, you know? and I'm just like, nah, we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna make the name mean something and create some generational lineage with it. But yeah, that's kind of crazy. I'm cool with I like, like huh? Well, say that again. I like I my first name. My first name. Right? Yeah, no, your name's cool. I don't think there's anything wrong with your name. BB uh, King Blanc says the Borough King is in the house. And uh, DCG44 says that's not negative, KD. So there you go. And uh, and AK Sean says, I could hear him telling the girls, my Dixie wrecked. <laughs> I said it and then I realized what the hell I was saying. <laughs> what? This is why you don't just read shit. And then, I, did, I didn't oh, get that it. Was a good one. I, that was a good one. Yeah, he that got me. He got me. I... 
because I looked at it and I like, eh, well, why is that? that I did. I looked at it and I was like, I don't know why that's funny. And then I said it and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, you know, you you can have a lot of fun with that. So shout out to all the people out there. What have you been up to, Kevin? We haven't. Uh, you haven't been in here on the podcast for a while, so I know that means you've been running around uh, doing stuff. Yeah, you know, um, I have been doing all the normal, regular, smaggular stuff. Um, been been raising these two kids, man. That's been uh, big. Been trying to get these kids through their their phases of life, respectively. And mm-hmm. um, I've had a lot of growth with the uh, with the business, uh, a lot of traveling, speaking engagements. Uh, so that's been really, really good. I'm actually um, now uh, kind of built this quasi little production team to get uh, better videos and quality videos out. Um, mm-hmm. Along with investing in some equipment, and then we have um, uh, two guys that I'm now two more guys, so that they bring up to a total of five that I'm actually uh, helping to be uh, instructors. So the, the team now we go from Missouri to include um, we got we got a couple of law enforcement guys with us, a couple of military vets. Um, so we have well, a total of six now because we actually have an uh, adjunct instructor that's actually one of the instructors, one of the largest gun manufacturers in the country. Uh, we talked and, you know, he wants to join the team as well. So totally we'll have six, hmm. um, six hmm. instructors around the country, um, Atlanta, yeah. uh, Missouri and Tennessee that obviously can travel. So been trying to build that up to make sure we can go out and educate people. And it's not all the tactical stuff. Some uh, one of the guys in particular, uh, we're training him just to specialize in family firearms training, like just how to teach families to be safe in the house with their guns, lock them okay. up, uh, community kind of stuff like, hey, mom, dad, if you want a gun, do this with it. Uh, with training guns and certain guns. So we're, we're trying to cover, you know, everything. So we don't, we're not just going to be in a tactical organization. That's not my goal. My goal is to make sure that every single American that wants knowledge and information, uh, we can all do it, but we have subject matter experts that can absolutely speak their language and absolutely get you some assistance. Um, that doesn't matter if you never, if you don't own a gun and you just want information or you got, you know, a house full of guns and you want to be uh, better armed with them. Um, and then the biggest thing, man, is... Um, we got past phase one of my community outreach project, which is the Greenwood project. Um, mm-hmm. We actually secured and bought um, the land for it. So oh, the cool. land's been purchased. Congratulations. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's good. We got 40 acres now. We're, we're entering into the, the development phase. So now I got okay. a fundraiser for the development phase of it. And um, hopefully soon we'll have uh, the first of its kind facility in America where one half we are educating people about their equity. So we're going to be doing reading and writing classes. Uh, we're going to have financial literacy courses. We already got two banks that want to work with us for that. Um, we have uh, gardening, farming, and hunting classes uh, coming to the land. We also have uh, bushcraft classes that are going to be conducted on the land. Um, we have uh, interview skills, resume writing. Uh, we're actually going to be conducting like live interview skills on site. Uh, so we're working with a couple of different people to get that program up. We're going to do constitutional constitutional awareness courses and civics courses as well. So we can educate people about how to become involved locally in their, uh, you know, their politics and how things, different things affect them, um, along with family firearm safety training. And that's on one side of the uh, property. Other side of the property is where we're going to have all the bays for the other instructors to use to run their small businesses. We can make sure that small business stays the bloodline of this country and that we have um, small businesses that are two A businesses, uh, give them a safe sanctuary, if you will, to operate without oversight, Nazi range masters, um, ridiculous costs, because now we have instructors that are being raked over the coals when it comes to being able to um, 
pay for outdoor facilities. One facility in Georgia, for example, which is the most used outdoor facility, before you press a trigger, they want 30% of your take. Period. As, a, as an instructor, and so what that, so whatever you, uh, is that after you do the class? No, before that's, you, that's do before the you actually press the trigger. So if you get, let's say you're charging, um, and, or it's 30% or $30, whichever one is Okay, great. so whoever you have signed cool. up for it, okay. Mm-hmm. Right, so if you have 10 people sign up for a class, let's say, and let's say you're only charging the people 75 bucks, because you're just doing a like, little intro level course, might be four hours, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say you're doing something like that. You're paying them for those 10 people, you're paying them 300 bucks for that one day. And wow. that's before targets, gas, Right. Ooh, that's before you get any other cost. That's yeah, you might have a, you might have so you might have someone else come along with you too. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Wow, and that's okay. not including the fact that you actually have to pay for a membership too. So you got the membership fee on top of that, mm-hmm. um, and then they're just very difficult to deal with. So we're going to be. Uh, I'm not going to release the pricing right now, but we're going to have it to where it can be a little bit set up and more continuous for sm- small businesses that are actually out wanting to educate Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to do this, and I could have. I could have just said, "Hey, this is going to be a no-other choice facility." You know, mm-hmm. tough titty. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, but I'm just not built like that. I understand that I can't train everyone in the country. I am one of the best out there. I, I can, from a teaching standard, yeah, I got. A, I set a pretty high bar. But I'm not the only person that can do this, and I'm not the only person that can do this at a high level. And I'm not the best. Uh, and there, there are some people out there that just reach people, and they just need a place to operate. So. I want to make sure instead of it being the the Highlander mentality or ooh I have this you can't you know good luck figuring out your own no 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 man let's set it let's set up a program where you can come here uh, make it a private club for that for that purpose uh, instructors only only your students can come with you so it won't just be regular Joes off the street coming in on a range so your range is actually controlled uh, instead of going to an outdoor range where you got to wonder whatever area you're going to when you come to this property. You're going to have your set bay. We're going to have your storage on site for you, targets, staple guns, everything you need on site. Uh, and it'll be much more affordable than going to any other uh, outdoor facility. But unlike other places, this will be the home where you operate, you know, with instructor lounges, student development courses, all kind of stuff to support you and help you. Um, and then we're going to um, we're adding in child care, too. So I partner with a, a, a Georgia state licensed child care facility that's actually owned by a number of member of my family. Um, and they're going to come in and provide childcare. So now that mom or that dad or that family um, that, hey, we can't come train. Most training is on Saturdays or Sundays. And we, you know, we got our kids. Right. We don't have mm-hmm. a center for our children or, um, you know, hey, I want to come learn how to read and write. I would love to do that. That's on a Tuesday night at seven o'clock or mm-hmm. on the weekend. I don't have anyone to watch my kids. So on on site, we are going to have a childcare facility that for the business day. Um, a child that is under four years old, well, four years old and younger is 35 bucks. Any child over four to the age of 17 is 25 bucks for the entire business day, okay. uh, which includes wow. okay. um, So it's uh, right on the same property you're at with things to do because we'll also have programs for children. So they're not just sitting there. It's a good chance your kid, you know, if they're of age and you agree to it, they could be out actually learning how to, you know, garden, you know, mm-hmm. while you're out shooting. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're, we want to. A community, I wanted a place where community could come, build, and be equitable and learn about the intangibles of life. Um, and then at the same time, uh, you know, have a place where freedom could function. And I am tired of thinking that we have to have the two separate, right? Guns are not evil. They are they are interwoven in that fabric of our society. So why can't we have a place that helps people and then at the same time have a place that trains people how to protect what we're helping them acquire? Mm-hmm. So 
that's uh, the Greenwood project, man. So we got the land. Now we're fundraising for um for that. Yeah. So I'm be asking for money all night tonight. So. Right. <laughs> well, do you do you um is there a website or or how not, people? Not yet. Um, okay. We don't have the website yet. We still got to get the the documentation. Well, when I say documentation, I mean the footage uh, of the site and everything up. I got to go get some more aerial shots of it. Uh, we plan on having it up uh, within the next uh, 45 to 60 days uh, to do a strictly a fundraising website for it. Uh, but I got to go out, buy the domain, things like that. I'll have mm-hmm. to front that money because I don't have time to wait on fundraising for that. But mm-hmm. yes, and then within the next two months, there will be. In the meantime, um, you can just um, go to GoFundMe.com forward slash aiming for the truth um, because it is nonprofit. It's mm-hmm. up under the aiming for the truth umbrella. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is nothing new to this audience. They've heard Aiming for the Truth for years now. Mm-hmm. It's under that umbrella. Uh, go right there, gofundme.com forward slash Aiming for the Truth. And the next phase is about a $300,000 phase. Um, that is going to assist with uh, carving out the berms along with um, at least getting the building structure organized. So Yeah, so that's easy enough. You guys could Google Aiming for the Truth and uh, find it. Here it goes. Mm-hmm. I've got that up on screen right now, um, and you'll see it says Kevin Dixie is organizing this fundraiser. So that's how that's how you knew. Um, yep. So that's easy enough to find. I don't have a link or anything to to give you guys. I don't know if Lola is hearing this. She might put it, or someone else uh, might be able to put it up there. I can't actually do it the way I have everything set up. So uh, yeah, that's very cool, man. Um, Lots of there's people coming in. Dan hates you. Says I'm stuck at work. I'm hiding in the uh, room closet. I don't want to miss this episode. He's in that room <laughs> closet. He he he's like R R Kelly. <laughs> right. in closet, I'm in the closet. <laughs> Trying not to go to jail. Hey, follow my YouTube live chat refresh. Um, what are you? What, uh, what's your phone? Is that an iPhone or an Android? Yeah, this one's an iPhone. Um. Does it work better on Android? Uh, I, it works f- honestly for me. It works better on my iPad. On my phone, I'm not sure that the phone app works that well. You're using the phone app, or you're on the website. Like uh, I'm, I, I've noticed, like I'm chatting here through um, through my iPad. That's what I use, and then I think it's different with different devices. So, uh, okay. Lola Strange, to... Lola Strange, put the link in there. Oh yeah, it, it refreshed it. Okay, so hopefully yeah, it's Lola, yeah, Lola says, uh, "Lola put it in there." Here, let me see if I can. Sh- let me see. I can screen share that. Jen Champ. Oh, there you go. Jen Champ says, uh, "What was it called?" But Lola put it in there. So there you go. Um, by the way, before I, be- before I forget, last night, my apologies to everyone. The podcast actually got cut off um, somewhere like in the middle. I think we got like a, an hour and twenty minutes in. Lost all internet. <laughs> all the mobile where like every device here now is on here at the house is on Verizon and Verizon man it was just out so that's what happened right. I, I had no way of like coming back on or anything like that I think uh either Walter or Lola eventually was Lola and I were eventually able to get in there but it was just real I don't know it, all night no phone Went down mm. to no bars, and then we got one bar, but couldn't do anything. We couldn't call anyone, couldn't do anything. The only thing that was working was actually Starlink, but it doesn't work good enough to do a show from. So that's why we wound up calling it last night. So 
my apologies for that. I did still it's still up on YouTube, whatever time that it was, and it still went up on iTunes. So if anyone's wondering, like, oh, what happened? How come it was short? It's just one of those things. I think the whole um, the tower was down or something like that over here. So I know I woke up this morning and it was working, and that's what we're on now. So, uh, uh, so there you go. I'm trying to see. Lola, yeah, Lola put the link in here. Okay, I'm trying to see what else is going on. Bricks is out there. Shout out to everyone out there. If you guys have specific questions for Kevin Dixie, let me know. We are going to talk about uh, the Greenwood Project, right? There's no website at all. Okay, okay. If you guys go to a web, because I was trying to look it up, and I was like, oh, I don't think this is it. So if you see anything else, not that. When Kevin does a website, well. You know, we'll let you. Obviously, Kevin's going to let you know, so you need to follow him <laughs> on all his things. But we'll do some work over here to let you guys know as well. So there you go. Uh, Gen Champ Junior said Verizon crapped the bed. Yeah, it was weird. I've never, I've never ever seen anything like that unless we were in hurricane situation. So I don't know why it all went down like that. And I wish uh, Starlink man was good enough to do the show from. I wish it was. But anyway, we're going to take. A break here, and we're going to come right back, and we'll be kicking it with Kevin Dick. Walther Arms has been making concealed carry handguns for over 90 years, starting with the PPK. Today, Walther is based in the good old U.S. of A. and still builds quality firearms like the PPQ and PDP for personal defense and competition. So when you're in the market, please consider Walther Arms. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Walther Arms. Okay, yeah, by the way, let me see. Armament and Axes is out there as well. So there's a whole bunch of people. If you need a shout-out, let us know. We're here. Um, you know, <laughs> DCG44 says no apology needed, Hank. Beacon matter occurs, yeah. That was weird last night. That was weird. I was just getting my, uh, you know, I just started sharing my Brownells code. You know, Brownells has a yep. code now. Mm -hmm. And... And I, was just, and I was like, what happened? Why? Right when I start sharing my code, it gets kicked out. This is what I had up there, Kevin Dixie. This is what I had up. Boom. You ever seen that? Ah. I, well, I've seen that picture, yeah. Yeah. That's Lemon Squeezy and Pookie Love. Boom. Boy, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> that whole thing was hilarious. That was <laughs> yeah. I wish they would do stuff like that. I wish they would do more stuff like that. I think, you know what? It would be funny if, like, me and you did something like that. Or a whole bunch of the, the, the black dudes in the gun game, like, get mm -hmm. together and do, um, like, a black exploitation. What's the, what's the one with um, Michael Jai White? Um, damn it. You know what I'm talking uh, about? Uh, yeah. It's like uh, a, is it Dolomite? Yes, Dolomite. No, it's not, no, 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 not Dolomite. What is the Michael Jai White one? It's not Dolomite. I know um, Eddie Murphy did Dolomite. What's the one that someone will tell me here in a second? It was like done like 70s style. and Yeah, like, I, know, I know the movie you're talking about. Is it, is it Black Dynamite? I, Black Dynamite, I think. Black Dynamite, okay. Yeah, I think it's Black Dynamite. Hold on, now I got to look it up. I was just looking at it the other day, but. There's too much information going through my brain. But something like that would be funny, man. I love that kind of stuff, you know. 
you know, dre- uh, dressing up and all that, you know, going back in, the t- in, back in time or forward in the future. Absolutely. I would also like to do a, a, a future. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, black. Yes. Black dynamite. Which is a dolomite thing. So there you go. That's the that's the poster for uh, Black Dynamite with uh, Michael Jai White, who is one of the most underrated black actors out there, in my opinion. Oh, Michael Jai White, yeah. And, yeah. And I don't know what happened. That dude's a hell of a um, uh, an action star, man. Like, uh, you know what I think? Seriously, between me and you, I think he doesn't do all the thing. You know, all the things. Oh, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> that that Hollywood wants you to do. You know, he doesn't bow down in certain situations. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like a whole thing you have to do for Hollywood. Yeah, I don't think. Friend. Yeah, I don't think. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't know him or anything like that. But it is weird that you don't see him. Like they did Black Panther, and and, and Michael Jai White wasn't in there. And he definitely should have been some yeah. something or somebody in that. He should have been kicking somebody's ass in that movie. <laughs> you know, so and he's been around for a long time too. Um, I saw I saw a clip of him in the Toxic Avenger. Remember that? That's from the eighties. Remember the Toxic Avenger? Hmm. No, no. Nope. You, you never saw the movie The Toxic Avenger? Oh, okay. Damn. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Kevin, when did you grow up, Kevin? Are you from the eighties? I mean, I'm, I'm a seventies baby, so I was alive in the eighties. I just uh, I've never seen that movie. You never saw a oh, hold on this movie right here, Toxic Avenger. That doesn't that look I've familiar? I've never seen that. I've never even seen what? that picture. <laughs> what the uh-huh. toxic Toxic Avenger? Okay, that's from 1984. Let me see. I've now I gotta find. I gotta find. I know. I know. Michael Jai White was in here. I don't think he had a big part in this movie, but there is clips. Let me see. If you if if anyone Google's. Um, Toxic Avenger, Michael Jai White, because he actually put up the uh, the clip of him of him in that movie. He put it up. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, yeah, hold on. This is I'm gonna play just a little bit of this for people out there because uh, if you want to see the whole thing, it's on Real Michael Jai White's YouTube channel. And let's see. I don't know if it's going to run an ad for Yeah, here it goes. So we'll just play like a little bit of this. Just so people could see this. That dude right there is Michael Jai White. With the oh, nunchucks. Wow. Check him out. This is 1984. <laughs> I don't know about you, but in 1984, I was 12 years old. <laughs> yeah, I was so, only five. And he's a grown man. <laughs> He's a grown man, so yeah, we can't, we can't. Obviously, we can't play too much of it, but yeah, Michael, Michael Jai White goes way back. Dude is a dude is a, a gangster man. That that guy is so underrated. Yeah, yeah, I hate it, man. I think there's a bunch of movies that I'm always like, and then you know, I like the Batman, um, the Batman movie with the Joker, but I don't mm-hmm. like, I don't like how his character came out in that movie. Because he he was in that movie for like a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah. They gave him a little cameo. Yeah, so. Um, all right, so we're on the news section. We're on the news section. Okay. What is, uh, oh, A.K. Sean says he was in the streets back then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Michael J. White, um, you know, 
he, he's he's from the hood. I remember I first saw Michael Jai White when he played Mike Tyson, which Lola says she de- she never knew that that he played Mike Tyson. I didn't know until you just said it. Yeah, he was the first guy. I think it was a it might have been an HBO movie. You know, right now Mike Tyson, there's a Hulu, mo- uh, like series I guess, or Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson is saying that he's not getting any money from that. No one did anything with him. They, and, and they just put that out there. Yeah. But way back in the days, um, Michael Jai White, that was one of his first big roles out there where he played Mike Tyson. So, you know, um, who do you think would win in a fight? Mike Tyson or Michael Jai White? Michael Jai White. Yeah. Mike Tyson is dangerous. But, he's dangerous, but uh, yeah, he doesn't uh, have as many fighting styles, I don't think, as Michael Jai. Yeah, White. no, that's yeah. that's a, that's a losing battle there. Unless yeah. you restricted him to just boxing, then Tyson. But if you allow Michael uh, Jai White to use whatever at his disposal, no. yeah, if he could kick you, yeah, it's over. Yeah, if he could kick you, you, you you're gonna be messed up. So, um, I think Michael Jai White probably is. I don't know. There's something weird going on with Mike Tyson. I'm not sure what it is, but I feel like Mike Tyson. How old is Mike Tyson supposed to be? Is he? Yeah, uh, I would like to. I'm wondering how old Mike Tyson is now, because Mike Tyson looks a lot older than Michael Jai White do. But I don't know if they're in the same like age category. Let me see if I can see on here. So Mike Tyson is 56. Mm-hmm. Okay, how old is Michael Jai White? Because he looks younger, but he might be older then. That's I know when I see Mike Tyson now, I'm wondering, like, what's up, you know? He doesn't seem like he's... Uh, the other day when we saw him beating up that guy on the plane, he looked fine, but... Yeah. Michael Jai White is 54. Oh, so they're the same age. Same age. Uh, either one of them could kick my ass right now. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I, I don't want to smoke with neither one of them. No <laughs> even even at their developed older age, I don't know. right. I mean, you look like you're getting into fighting shape right now, but I don't know. If you... <laughs> yeah, but no, nah, not for them. I'm gonna run away. I'm gonna run away. <laughs> That's a yeah. whole different level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I'm a gun guy, but I can't be responsible for taking out either one of those dudes. So I'm just gonna run. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, Lola says Mike Tyson will resort to biting your ear. I think he's too old. Uh, I don't know if he. I don't know if he. I don't know if he's biting people. Still got some haymakers, man. I no. Yeah. I wouldn't want no part of Tyson as long as he's breathing and living. No. Yeah, I feel that Mike Tyson can get can say, you know what? I give you ten punches, and he can let me take all ten punches and then hit me with one punch, and I'm gonna be out. And nah, I don't times. Huh. Nah, nah, well, I get what you're saying, but nah, he couldn't let yeah. me do that. I hit pretty hard. Now, <laughs> he just lets me hit him, and I can hit him where I want to. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll knock him out. But if, oh, if okay. he, if they got to tie his hands up, though. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want, want him to punch back in a reflex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think he's going to follow any rules. And I'm not hanging okay. out for the one punch either. Back, like. <laughs> yeah, you're going to. Yeah, I can't take a blow if I know it's coming, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to avo- avoid that. <laughs> you know? 
Uh, Lola says that Michael Jai White looks younger than Tyson. That's probably he's in better. He's in better. You can tell Michael Jai White is actually like into like not just physical shape because Tyson's in good shape too. But Michael mm -hmm. Jai White is like into like himself. You can just tell, right? Mm -hmm. he's, mm -hmm. uh, taking care of himself. Uh, I know he probably eats clean. He's working out. He, he's mm -hmm. you can tell he's got a skin regimen. Like he's just really into taking care of himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mike Tyson is more, um, if I had to say which one of them is more civilized, I'm going to say Michael Jai White. Mike Tyson is just like, he's like an old tiger. Yeah. Yeah, and fact is though, he has, he has been giving out a lot of positive motivation. Tyson has been doing a lot of great things. The dude, the dude on the airplane, and A, he's lucky Tyson held back, because that was clearly him <laughs> holding. Um, he's lucky, and B... Uh, just leave him alone, man. It's all, that's all he's pretty much asking for. Let him live his life. Leave, leave him alone. I wouldn't yeah. want to piss that guy off, man. Why do you want to mess with anyone? I don't understand this about people. Like, why do you want to... Even even the most famous people out there in the world, you know, or let's say you don't like someone for some reason, right? Why do you want to mess with them? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm about to Yeah. Even if you... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up this soda here so you guys... I don't know. It might explode on me. That's why I'm warning you guys. Hold That'd be funny. Up. No, no I'm, see, I'm slowly... Focus, just un untwist it. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm letting the pressure go easily. I figured that out a long time ago. Because I'm, I'm about to shake it up. That's why. Because it's frozen. I don't have, like, sodas that often. Now it might explode. Because now I'm, sh I'm shaking it up. Because it's actually frozen. <laughs> I don't know. It's we, a we really don't need a tutorial about how you warm yourself up, man. Shaking I, some... explosion. I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> Hold on. Let me shake this up. That's, that's got to be your other show, right? You got to have a, um, you got to be one of the Patreon members to get access to that one. Yeah. Night Train says, I met Mike Tyson in New York City right after he won the heavyweight championship way back. Yeah. I never, that's one of the people I never met in New York. But I, but I grew up looking at Mike Tyson on TV and stuff. And I remember, like, dudes that thought they were badass would meet Mike Tyson in, like, a store or something <laughs> and think they caught him out there, and they would just get knocked out. <laughs> it was it was crazy, man. From my generation, Mike Tyson is one of those, you know, he's like one of those dudes right there. So, no, nah, I, I, I never met him, but, uh, and B.B. King Blanc says he calmed down a, a bunch. Yeah, I think he's, uh. The whole thing with Mike Tyson is kind of weird. Like, sometimes I look at Mike Tyson and doing stuff like this, what we're doing right now, and it's a weird situation, man. He's still ghetto as hell. He's like a ghetto um, swami or something. Mm. So he's still hood, but then he'll drop some knowledge on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's it'll, got... be, it'll be ignorant and wise. Like that. Like that. that at um... the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to barbecue, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know it's wrong. <laughs> but at the same time, you're like, damn, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember I saw him talking about, uh, like, the whole abortion thing somewhere. And he was like, you know what's weird? <laughs> He's like, um, you know, who, who has the... He was like, the black people have all the abortions. White people are trying to have babies. <laughs> you know? They can't even, they spent, white people will spend a lot of money to have a baby, and black people will just abort the baby. And he was mad. He was mad, like, about the whole abortion thing or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? 
But he was like, it's weird though. <laughs> who who is that who is that really for? Because white people don't have abortions. They're trying to have babies. Yeah. But oh, that entire agenda. <laughs> I do I don't know. I'm am I getting I don't want to get you started necessarily, but yeah. No, I don't you know, I tell <laughs> look, man, my, my viewpoint on abortion is this. I am all about personal accountability and responsibility. So I don't have to get into the argument about what to do with a woman's body or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like, that's why nobody can ever catch me up in that. So here's my thing. I actually mm-hmm. put the onus on the fellas. Uh, just understanding, um, you know, basic uh, basic anatomy, you understand that the, the babies are in us, right? And the woman's mm-hmm. the incubator. She cooks it. She does all the hard work. Yeah. Uh, but the babies are in us. So it takes a man and a around, woman. Before you go around recklessly spreading your seed, Mm-hmm. And maybe you ought to be having a, a conversation, a heartfelt conversation with someone. Uh, what happens if we, you know, if a child is conceived because of our actions together? Mm-hmm. And if that woman and you aren't aligned, let's just say you don't believe in abortion and she does, it's something mm-hmm. that she'll be willing to consider. And then you need to take all the steps and measures to make sure that she does not get pregnant. They can't abort babies we don't give them. So for me, um, I'm having, uh, you know, well, I don't have to have that conversation anymore, obviously, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, me and my wife have decided that we're not going to have any more children. And so although we're married, we've come up with our own measures to make sure that she doesn't get pregnant because she can still, you know, she could get pregnant. She's healthy. Um, right. But we don't want to have any more children. And abortion is not an option. It's never been an option for us. So we took other measures to make sure that mm-hmm. she doesn't become pregnant. And that's my wife. Right. So you're just mm-hmm. going to be out kicking it and doing your thing and living your best life. Take precautions. You can't. I tell people all the time, you can't give somebody power over you and then get mad at what they do with it, right? Like you can't go out and uh, rob a bank and then get mad because they don't treat you well in prison, right? Mm-hmm. You gave you gave somebody else the power over your life. So mm-hmm. when you are giving someone the power over life, then you need to make sure that you've given it to someone that philosophies and morals and values align with yours. Because yep. after that, you can't get mad at them for what they decide to do because you are the one that gave them that power. Yeah. I mean, also, if if the two of you, if your if your goals or your vision wasn't really lined up, who's to blame for that? (laughs) You know, so from my point of view, like, you know, I always take everything on me. Obviously, you're right. You know, two people are doing this together. But the person that you're inside of is the one that you control. You know what I'm saying? So if you mm-hmm. know you're dealing with, if you know that you don't want that and you're dealing with someone who may want that, uh, and, and, and it could get tough. Sometimes there's good reasons and all that kind of stuff. But, and whatever happens in life, we have to live with it, you know? But yes, we need to think about the things we do and be responsible, I think, for it, you know? And this is one of the most important, like, what is, what's the point of us being here if not to have children and and, and and raise those children and, you know, give them better opportunities than us. I mean, no, I know man. there's a lot of things that we're here to do, but to me, that's one of the most important ones. Um, I can't, I, I, unfortunately, um, some people don't see it that way. Um, mm-hmm. Me, I think that one of the most precious uh, titles you can be given in this world is parent. Uh, and actually fostering and cultivating another human being that is of you is a marvelous thing. So for me, um, I do everything I can to not allow someone to make decisions that go against my morals and values. 
Um, I wish that other people would do the same. That way, when you are uh, producing children, these are two people that are aligned for the ultimate goal, uh, which should be a, a proper raising and the well-being of the human being you are producing and giving them an opportunity to go out and succeed beyond measure and live a wonderful life and you know make the world a better place. I think that your recklessness, um, just because you have an easy out, kind of squanders that um, and doesn't give people, um, you know, doesn't allow certain people to even come to earth in existence to be able to do what they want to do. So mm -hmm. I don't tell somebody what to do with themselves. Um, I'm not going to, you know, uh, argue back and forth on the Internet with no group talking about nothing. My thing is this. If you don't like what those people over there are doing, and I have a whole lot of reasons not to support Planned Parenthood before we even get to talking about abortion. Mm -hmm. um, we understand their, their history and where they where they come from and how they were funded. Uh, however, people are going to make the decisions to do their thing. I would just make sure that that person's morals and values are aligned with mine so I don't have to be upset. That, mm -hmm. And then I'm done. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I am done. I've been, into, I've been to one abortion clinic um, mm -hmm. in my early 20s. So this is 20 plus years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and that was because I owed a young girl some money and she asked me for her money back and could I give her a ride and she was trying to play this thing like oh I'm pregnant with your child so, no you ain't I know you ain't because I ain't <laughs> done the thing mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I know you ain't you know, I don't mm -hmm. get graphic but mm -hmm. uh, after she was done doing the do I wound up dropping her off to the guy who she was pregnant by because he didn't have a car mm -hmm. so she wanted to <laughs> use the vehicle wow. to get there yeah. uh, but yeah. I never uh, went to one of those places to um terminate a, a pregnancy of a child that was mm -hmm. of, of my DNA. And yeah. I witnessed your choice. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a, a break here. You know, there's no way around it. We're going to take that break and we're going to come back and talk about some more stuff here. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like High Point Firearms and Full Forge Gear, bags and gear for everyday life. Did you know High Point is an American family-owned and operated company located in Ohio with over 30 years of manufacturing experience? High Point is proud to be the home of the working man's gun and your source for affordable handguns and carbines with a lifetime warranty. So when you're in the market, please consider Hype. Why is Lola telling me to squeeze the bottle? That's not how you break up the ice. I want the ice crushed. You gotta make it crush against itself. I survived. I know how to do it. You just gotta be careful opening it. I haven't spilled anything. Got the nice little, I don't know if you guys could even see it. There's like a little, you know, iceberg floating in there. Mm-hmm. Keeping the, keeping the, uh, keeping it cold, so... That's how I like it. All right, so what other stuff? We're in Gorn, so we could either show off guns or you could talk about any other news stuff. I know um, how you do what you do, <laughs> so you talk to people about these well, things. How have, you been, how have you been activating people on your Instagram, man? How's that, you know? What have oh, you been doing right. to people? Um, Gorn, I think we're, um, we're closing up on uh, 40, 40K now. Okay. Um, I've started using, um, really figuring out how to use the reels to show people my like sense of humor side. So mm -hmm. I just put a new one up right when we started this show. Um, yeah, I saw you singing. Was, I saw you singing the other day, something or. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a good. One. I gotta watch that. One. That was with Lauren Hill. Um, mm -hmm. I just think um, the Instagram is is going well. You know, I've gotten to the, I've gotten over myself. People are like, "Hey man, we know you do all this like serious stuff." Because I got videos recently put up with me working with the, the Extra for Boys School out of Albany, Georgia, and giving them some motivation speaking, and we're teaching them about guns and 
uh, de-escalation and stuff like that. And that's the, that's the serious side and the community outreach side of what I do when people are really appreciative of that. Obviously, the history lessons and how they apply to, and, and you know, current issues, people are obviously interested in debating me or arguing me or seeing my viewpoint on that stuff. But when it comes mm-hmm. to the gun, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, we know you're a trainer. Um, so I started putting up a couple of more snippets of training, and then they were like, yeah, we have now we want to see guns. So I'm like, all right. Well, I did it in a TikTok fashion. Uh, but mm-hmm. I do have a born. The only news thing that I would say there's to talk about, or we can go straight into born, don't matter. I got stuff sitting here, mm-hmm. is um, this uh, ATF going door to door for uh, forced reset triggers mm-hmm. and uh, solvent traps is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't surprise me uh, with, the, with the way that that organization uh, is being ran. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to uh, spit out tyranny anytime they feel like it. I do appreciate um, the one video going around where the man uh, tells them, no, you come back with a warrant. I'm not talking to you. I'm not signing your little sheet either. And he reminds them about Wake Point Ruby Ridge. I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. I think you know? he, I think he, um, I think it was, he handled himself well. He got some little points in, but he wasn't nasty or disrespectful or didn't give them any reason or whatever. And, uh, you know, I think it was cool. That's the way you had. You always had to keep your head about you, man, regardless of what yeah. goes down. You know, yeah. So absolutely, as has that happened in? I think it's happened in a bunch of different states, including Florida. Has that happened in Georgia? Um, I don't know of any actually happening in Georgia um, mm-hmm. that I that I'm aware of. One shocking, but I don't know. Of, I don't know of any examples in Georgia. Okay. All right. Yeah. At this point, it's going to happen everywhere, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, I've looked at some stuff that John Crump has done on that. You know, I think some of the stores are giving up info or the ATF is, like, uh, doing some things to get into the accounts of these places and all that. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. Rainer Arms right now is catching some slack because they decided to turn over their customer list. I believe it was centered around, uh, mm-hmm. might, have been, might have been the Palomades or the Force Reset Triggers or both, mm-hmm. one of the two. Uh, right. They were uh, they turned over their records and they're stating that they did it because they were going to have to turn them over in discovery anyway. And if they would have continued to try to fight the ATL for not turning them over, it would have bankrupt the company. Uh, but and they would have got the records anyway in discovery. So um, people can take that for what they want. Some people are really, really upset with Rainer Owens right now and they're promising to boycott them. Um, some other people understand. Uh, but, you know, uh, Rainer Arms and then I forget the guy's arms list name. Uh, gun dealer 2000 whatever his name is he had a, uh, a couple of thousand at least they were saying like 3,000 records but it's at least a couple of thousand records out there and they're showing up to the doors off his customer list um, so be careful um, I know there are some rebels out there like hey I'm going to go buy this thing anyway I hope you don't do it online yeah right like that, that wouldn't be smart yeah um, and you know so far as them I mean obviously they've got to make the best decision but I think it goes back to what you just said right if you this is like this is one of those things but if you buy something online with a credit card it could come back to you right Mm -hmm. so does that in my opinion does it make it a crime is is there anything wrong with that no i've got some very paranoid people around me that would only ever buy those things using cash or what have you um but this just is this is just how it works right so if you're buying something like that there's going to be records out there if the company is under enough pressure then they're going to give up those give up those records i think that company maybe should have seen what um the 2a the legal 2a organizations out there could have done to help them you know maybe talk to goa or fcp or 
I believe oh, no, I'm F- sorry, I FPC. Believe FPC. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. Rainer Arms is actually um, um, has sought FPC for assistance in mm-hmm. another organization, but I know FPC is involved in a Rainer Arms situation. Yeah, because that might help, right? That would at least help mm-hmm. slow down that discovery and all that kind of stuff, and then fight it to the end. And it's what I would hope that companies would do, because. You know, I'm not into the solvent trap thing and and a whole bunch of other things I'm not necessarily into, but I don't think that matters because these guys are going to do that with everything. Yes. <laughs> One day they'll do that over the uh the braces, right? They yep. they they'll do it over everything and anything. And I've bought plenty of guns online. Right? Did everything legally, but one day they'll do it on that. They'll be like, "Oh, well, you've got guns. We know you do." So mm-hmm. You know that's the that's the point that we're coming to. So, yeah, uh, Crump, uh, DCG44 says Crumpy said ATF did a sting on gun broker sellers, then pressured them to give up buyer info. Um, ATF out of Austin, Texas. So, yeah, I know um, Austin office is doing a lot, but here's here's what people don't realize: uh, if you've never dealt with law enforcement uh, from an investigative standpoint, mm-hmm. they talk really scary. Right. Like they'll say things to to make you feel like you're in trouble or you better. Right. Um, There's a lot of psychology behind being a police officer. Right. Oh, absolutely. Well, an investigator. Right. Like, you know, you have to truly understand that that they're playing a lot of mental games. Right. Like and they tried it with the example of the guy we mentioned at his home where they do like, well, you know, I'll I'll, I'll see you again, Um, you know, being sarcastic, like, oh, thanks for being such a, a trustworthy guy. I mean, what are you really doing here? You know, uh, you know, they played these little games, and yeah. I believe they. Kind of and they were them. snippy when he didn't want to give it to him. You know, they were snippy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think they said something like, "Oh, we, huh? Get your hands out of your pocket." Yeah, but they were also like, "Oh, well, we know who you are now." So I was like, what? "Are you accusing him of something? What is he?" No, that was intimidating. Intimidating. Yeah, factor. yeah, yeah. You know, this actually, so remember this whole story right now started with the case in Delaware that the guy videotaped, I think, where they came to. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. It was like uh, a couple of local boys. Like, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I think he, I think, you know, he had purchased maybe seven guns or something. And they mm-hmm. were like, oh, we noticed you bought all these guns and we're coming here to check up on it. That actually happened to my brother. My brother, Anonymous, lives in Delaware. And um, obviously he moved from New York and he was out there and uh, that same thing happened. And this was a long time ago. And they showed up and they were like, yeah, we noticed you bought all these guns. We want to see them. We want to make sure you're not. We knew you. We know that you lived in New York. So we want to make sure that you're not taking these guns to New York. And uh, my brother was very polite and was just like, uh, I will get my I will speak to my lawyer. <laughs> my lawyer will get back to you guys. <laughs> And when his lawyer got back, they dropped it. You know? Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's really all you have to do. Sometimes these guys want to push your buttons or either give themselves a reason to go after you or, you know, just see how far they could push you. I cut you off, though. Go ahead. No, I, I was just co-signing what you said I, mm-hmm. about the snippy stuff. You know, that's all that stuff is just intimidation. Back. Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. It's just psychological games. They know that you're you're already uh, intimidated because you have an alphabet agency standing at your front door, right? Like mm-hmm. that could be a little much for most people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but stand firm. No warrant, you ain't coming in here. Period. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you're not. So come back with a warrant, different ball game. If you don't have a warrant, you know, get off my porch. And technically, um, without a warrant, they're trespassing. You, if you've asked them to leave, they are absolutely trespassing. Call mm-hmm. up a police on. Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen uh, some of the videos of when that's happened? When people, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's I've funny. seen ATF agents uh, be arrested by local cops. Yeah. Yeah. Not happy about it either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That I found amusing. You know, but you know, outside of all of this, what's crazy? People selectively following, uh, selectively using the law. That's weird. I thought the, uh, you know, uh, justice was supposed to be blind. Yeah. You're right. People selectively using the law. Like, hey, you could come across the border. I'm an immigrant. You can come across the border. <laughs> you don't have to have any, uh, you know, any vaccinations or anything like that. It's all good. <laughs> you try to come in here this way, you're not vaccinated. Nope. <laughs> right? Um, yep. There's people committing crimes. Oh, we're not going to do anything about that. There's people not committing crimes. Oh, we're going to send agents after you for not yeah. committing any crimes. <laughs> right? Instead, yeah. yeah, if you found one of these uh, oil filters, if someone used that in a crime, hey, throw the book at them. The funny thing about it is they do catch people doing, you know, com- uh, doing things and using it in crimes, and then they don't do anything about it. They don't yeah. throw the books at those people. So I think that's I, I think this is where everything is going to break. You know, I get it like there's the left and the right and this thing and we're in power and you're not in power. And when, you know, when as the power shifts, then people are going to get revenge and do all of that. But I think just the regular folks out there that are living their lives, they could see this. You know. And that's where I think uh, stuff's going to break. 42 Chill says, tennis star banned from USA without jab, but let millions of illegals in. Yeah, just come in, just come in illegally, that's all. That's, that's the way to do it. I would say, you know, just go, go come across the border. It's the way that people are coming in is dangerous. That's the, like, you know, outside of the thing of you don't know who's coming in, the way that people are coming in and people dying to come in, that's you know that's terrible to me um yeah it's it's sad to think that we're encouraging all these people to come here and risk their kids lives and all that and then their kid gets washed out of their hands and they die to come to america i don't know i mean i don't think it's worth it you know we're talking about kids that's not worth it to me uh i'd rather yeah i'll rather stay anywhere in the world i know america's awesome i get it but I don't think um, that that's worth it to come here. And I wish we would just fix that whole system, man. I wish we could just like sit down, fix it, make one line, and give people opportunities to come in. But if you're a criminal, you know, if you're a horrible person, and even to the extent of if you don't have anything to offer America, which doesn't mean that those people have to be educated, you know, like highly educated or anything. But if you, you know, if you don't have anything to offer America, you shouldn't be on the front of the line. I mean, that's that's standard for anywhere. There's countries that don't want P- Americans. Yeah, I forget with some country that um, that even if you're an American, it's like you have to prove what skill you have. Yeah, they don't want you. I forget, forget that country. Yeah, but yeah, I've read about that. Yeah, so we should figure it out, man, because it's sad to see um, 
people losing their lives out there over that, you know, or people being taken advantage of, like kids winding up here and being turned into like all that kind of stuff, man. I know you cover a lot of that stuff. It's that stuff makes me mad, you know. So, um, it's that's that's terrible things that we're allowing to happen because of the kind of way that we're setting up this system and this game that we're playing, you know, this two sided game. Talking about the jab, and everybody should go get one of these awesome little shirts from the website. It's a little aged, but it's cool. It says, "Don't mandate me to madness." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and um, it's even got a bunch of all the T's or oh, needles. Take it. Or let's see it. Can we see it closer? This is on. Yeah. This is on uh, NOC. Yeah, nooverchoice.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to go that way. There you go. There you go. Don't mandate. Don't mandate me to madness, right? There you go. Right. Uh, and that's the hoodie. Yeah, you get it in t-shirts, you know, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, yeah. Don't mandate me to madness. Yeah. And check out the other one. Don't make me act uncivil about my civil rights. Right, right, right. <laughs> 42 Chill says Japan. Uh, or go into China or Russia illegally. Boom. you find out. Yeah. All ATF agents should be required to go to Russia uh, for a mandatory two weeks training course and carry uh, marijuana vape pens. That's what I <laughs> I was like, I where, where is Kevin? Okay, you brought this up, Kevin. What do you think about that situation uh, with uh, Brittany Greer? Brittany Greer? Um, yeah. One, you know, um, I say that people like Joe Biden needs to do this, he needs to do that. Well, first of all, Joe Biden thinks that Brittany Griner is a six foot eight man, so in prison is where she belongs, in his opinion. This looks like a black black man to Joe Biden. So Joe Biden's like, black man in jail was prop, right? Mm-hmm. One, two. Um, you are, yes, is the penalty extremely harsh? And do I wish that she was home? Sure. Do I think marijuana is a crime where anybody should be punished for it? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. However, I'm American, not Russian. And if I am going to somebody else's land, I should be very well aware of what I can and cannot do over there. Um, so do I think it's harsh and unfair? Absolutely it is. Um, but do I think you put yourself in a situation to deal with that structure? Yes. Mm-hmm. As far as what we give to get her back, would I like to see her return home? Yes. I know there are a lot of people like, well, she wouldn't stand for the anthem and different things like that. And that's cool. That's your opinion. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to see an American uh, because we also are a country that's built upon freedom of expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to see any American be denied, you know, being saved just because they had an opinion you don't like. Yeah. Um, and we could say we could say that that's happening to her because she's an American. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't agree with whatever she's doing. And I've known a lot of people. I've even had people on the show that say they they don't like America and everywhere else is better than America. And I get the ironic part of it. But that's an American at the end of the day. Yeah, she is an American. And she's a she's a prisoner. She's a political, political, a political prisoner. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, But I also think that why everybody's talking about all this. Oh, man, that's crazy. Think about all the individuals here now. In part, thanks to uh, different crime bills, but, you know, because there have been multiple, but one of them being a 94 crime bill. Uh, we have to think about how many people here in America that have been arrested and gotten really unfair sentences that are still in jail now for possession of, of substances like marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it opens up a bigger conversation. Now, can we bring her home and also fix that on the homeland? Absolutely. Uh, but the biggest thing is, hey, sister, you know, I want you home. You do have to own the fact that you went to a foreign land 
that America is on the side of their opposition that they are literally at war with. You might you want to follow the laws. Yeah, you might not yeah, want to mess I mean, around. Get your, get, your, get your marijuana if you got to do it. You know, you over there playing sports. I'm pretty sure somebody on that team know where they go get the, you know, get it over there. Don't try to sneak through the airport with it. So I think that that was a, a big mistake. So uh, unfortunately, yeah, I want her to come home, but I don't know if it's going to happen. I know they, they sentenced her to nine years. Um, I'm pretty sure that was just, you know, to um, piss off, you know, the administration over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my theory is unless we get politically active, and I'm pretty sure around the primaries, they're going to have an answer for how to get her home, right? That'll be one yeah. of the big things. I think so. I'm, I'm, I worry about – so, for example, one of the people they want to make a deal for to get her back here is the Merchant of Death. The uh, Ukrainian dude who sold all these guns, which I don't have a problem with selling guns, but, you know, he's in jail because he sold guns that killed Americans. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. so he's in jail and there's kind of and and obviously Russia would want him back. He's incredibly wealthy guy. He's multi-billionaire, even though he's been locked up for a while. But um, to, to swap her out for that guy, I don't know what that says, especially for people who have a message that they're anti-gun, you know, and then you, then you do yeah. that. So. Um, do I believe in setting, you know, uh, a warlord essentially free for, you know, and, and then Russia, what's Russia wanting for? Come on now. Russia. Yeah. You said he's Ukrainian, but yeah. you can imagine. What Russia should for. just let her go. They should just yeah. like say, okay, we made our point or whatever. Uh, at this point, it's, it's gotta be tough, man. Wherever, wherever she's at, it's gotta be tough. They should but just you know let what her the go. Craziest, the craziest mm-hmm. thing about that is, did you see that Russia actually released um, a commercial about why you should move there. And this was after the Grimey case. <laughs> yeah, like, they put up this beautiful commercial, man. You can find it on YouTube, and it's, like, mm. telling you about all the benefits, the low taxes, the great right. job opportunities, the beautiful women. Like, they had a whole thing about why you should move to Russia after they just gave somebody a decade uh, for having a small amount of marijuana with THC in a vape pen. I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh, I don't know how enticing yeah. that is, Russia, but yeah. Well, it's a game, man. I think, you know, we're going to hit a break here, so we're probably going to take this over into the break. But this is a game we're playing. We've done stuff to the Russians. The Russians are doing stuff to us. We've taken mm-hmm. sides in the whole Ukraine thing. It's all complicate, complicated, and normal people should avoid all of that. <laughs> yes. Let's take this break and come right back here. With Arms List, you can shop the extensive list of local and nationwide firearms classified. Now with more confidence because of their built-in firewall. For only $6.99 a month for personal use or $30 a month for business vendors. So when you're in the market, please consider Arms List. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Arms List. Yeah, um, I see uh, what's going on. Dan hates you, says she's in a uh, Siberian salt mine. I don't know. Do you know exactly? Did they say where they uh, shipped her off no, to? No, I'm not familiar with exactly where she's been detained at. Yeah, and Jen Tramp Jr. says trade Newsom for Britney. Yeah, they can have Newsom. I don't know. But um, listen, all seriousness aside, like that, regardless of where we all come down politically, which I'm I'm not on I'm not on her side politically or anything like that. But yeah. the thing is, you know, that's an American. That's someone that's uh going through some really tough stuff. You would not want to be in that position. And I agree with Kevin. The f- first thing, don't think when you go to other countries you have the same rights as you do in America. Cuz you nope. don't. Nope. 
Even in America, you don't have any rights if you do something and you wind up dead. I always tell people that don't wind up dead. Even even here in America, you have rights for sure. I'm with it. Like people got mad at me in when I got pulled over in that video that's out there. That's not that's not the first, probably never not the last for sure time I get pulled over in my life. But what it, you can have all the rights you want to. If you're dead, it doesn't matter. Okay, you have to you have to understand these things. Okay, um, I don't think that cops should uh, you know should overuse any kind of authority on you either, right? This is a this is typically a thing that becomes like a, a perfect storm that that could go badly wrong. But a lot of Americans think when you go to other countries, they look at movies where you know where those people like race to the um, the embassy or something like that, and they're like, "Oh, I'm an American." <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's not really like that. And there are some people, America's done it a lot. America has saved its citizens over in other countries from, from things happening. I mean, I think there's been people in other countries facing worse things, right? I, um, what, what was the name of the, there was that music producer, he's a famous music producer. Remember he got caught in Saudi Arabia with, um, prescription drugs, but he didn't have a prescription for them. Mm. Um, Man, it's one of those big super producers back in the 90s. And he got caught out there. That was death penalty. I can't remember the name right now. Someone someone out there in the chat uh, may tell me. And, you know, whoever was the president or whatever, they did things to work it out to to get him back. There's other, there's like American kids that have gone to places. You know, some countries you can't litter. Do you remember that there was a kid who went to one of these countries and littered? And that's lashes. Like, they put you in public and they whip you. And they've been saved. So, in my opinion, Americans that get into these situations, whether we like them or we don't like them, we shouldn't necessarily wish bad for them. But, you know, they, they get into these situations and then people, there's like a whole bigger thing going on here. There's this massive, there's this war going on be between Russia and Ukraine, which coincidentally... Uh, Hunter Biden had a lot to do with Ukraine before mm -hmm. all of this. And now we're pouring all this money into it. And then we're also going out there and and taking and seizing bank accounts and all that for Russians, for anyone related to Putin. So you think if Putin gets his hands on some Americans, he's going to go, you know what? I I'm going to be a good guy. <laughs> I could lock him up, but, you know, <laughs> no, man. Now you're part of politics and. And it all sucks, so it's not cool, man. I, I wouldn't want to be the one going through it, but that's one of the things I know from just living my life that you go to another country, you better know what the laws are, and you better avoid all shit. Absolutely. I'm on my best behavior. Every time I'm uh, in a foreign land, man, you, yeah. you just have to be. You leave there by their grace. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, DCG44 says, hey, you go to Mexico and get caught with a single empty cartridge case, and you can get five years. It's on you to know what to do. Yeah. You know you have to pay to leave Mexico? Did you know that? I mean, I have to pay to leave. See, this is, when I was, when I was younger, I think I was like 18 or 19, I went to Mexico with a girlfriend to Cancun. And we were just have you know, young people. You don't have that much money or anything like that. We had a good time. And, and I didn't realize that when you leave Mexico, you have to pay a fee to leave Mexico. 
I don't know what kind of extortion you went through. I've been to Mexico twice in the last three years, and I, I didn't pay to leave. Wow. There is a fee. This happened at the airport. There was a fee. And I didn't think about all that. Like, I had parked my car in the airport in, uh, like, LaGuardia or something. And so when we were leaving, we had to pay this fee, and I paid the fee. So guess what? I didn't have the money when I got by to get my car out. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't anticipate, I was like, oh, I'm good. I got, you know, I got money. I could get that. No, I didn't have that. I had to like do that embarrassing thing, you know, like when you go into those airport parking lots and you don't have money to come out, you have to give them your license and fill out a whole thing while everyone's like, what the hell's going on? Mm. Yeah, I had to do all that. And I always remember that, that we were in the airport and they were like, no, you have to pay this fee to leave. When you when you're leaving, you've got to pay this. Yeah, because they could just invent shit and make shit up. Oh, you know? Yeah. So uh, there you go. So. All right. So um, I don't know if there's any other news. I, I definitely want to see some guns. All right. What guns you want to see? What are we doing? Uh, all the guns. All. All the guns. Well, okay, okay. Well, yeah. I got a couple of new babies. Um, or you can ask people if what they want. You know, what they yeah. Want to now, chat. I know that everybody's mad at the mm-hmm. defense right now. Just oh boy. Me. <laughs> bear with me. You're starting with Daniel Defense. Who's mad at Daniel Defense? Uh, they are. Everybody is because of um, Marty Daniels. Um, the the fact that he didn't say abolish the uh, ATF during their uh, hearing. Oh wait, he was supposed to say abolish. Uh, yeah, well, okay. There's something. You know, he has the guy has government contracts. He can't get up there and say abolish a federal agency, right? So okay, mm-hmm. um, he made a, a business decision not to say a thing that any advocate would have said uh, as mm-hmm. a business owner. So uh, different people feel different ways about it. Um, mm-hmm. I am going to this one. Uh, this is a Dane Defense DDM DDM four V seven. Forgive me, guys. I'm trying to get from being under the weather, but this is a DD4, uh, DDM4V7. Nice. Uh, newer to my uh, my Schwaze. This one, mm-hmm. I think I've only had probably a couple of weeks now. Um, and I got this one because I did a video with somebody else's SBR. I mean, well, somebody else's full-size rifle versus an SBR. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people were like, oh, real man, only have uh, 16-inch guns, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I can, I got one of these, mm-hmm. right? So... It's nice. I'm gonna leave it the way it is. Yeah, I uh, see. You got all the. It's got all the Daniel Defense furniture on it. Yeah, full Daniel yeah. Defense. Then up here on top, we actually have the Primary Arms PLX. This is their one to eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of Primary Arms' most more expensive optics. This is and it's a small compact one. So, mm-hmm. but that to be a one to eight. You see how small it is. Yeah. Um, and it, I love the AC uh, AC uh, ACSS radical. ACSS. Yeah. All right, and then on the for the offset there we have the uh, Howlson 508 uh, for the offset mm-hmm. that's sitting on a, a worn um, worn um, ramp 30 mount. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with the 45 degree offset is built into the mount itself. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's sitting there. Um, oh, so that mount for the primary arms has the mount built into it for that yes. red dot. Okay, cool. Correct. Um, I probably should take this other side off, but. I didn't yeah. want to. So that's 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 that crazy how we're getting that now. That's you know, Jen uh, Champ Jr. says looks like an Anderson. Laugh out loud. Okay, listen, you can't. I'm not mad at Daniel Defense like the guns when the people. I, the whole thing with Daniel Defense is, I don't know what it is. I I think that Daniel Defense. Um, 
you know, I've always liked that company. Walter always talks about he remembers when he would go to the creek and Marty Daniel didn't have like he was just starting out and didn't even have like he didn't have all the money he has now. He would come up to the creek in like a used uh, pickup truck and all that kind of stuff. And I've heard Marty Daniels talking about the same thing. He, he didn't even have a, a bed cover. He would use a door as a bed mm -hmm. cover. And Walter said that he would um, ask like he, he's you know, he's asked him before, like, oh, can I can I use one of your tables and put some stuff on here and all that? So, you know, they didn't start big. They built their way up and they got big. But I think sometimes what happens is that some, you know, it's tough, like you said, man, because of contracts and all that, people start balancing and playing the politics and thinking, oh, you know, these guys will never come after me. And, you know, you're never coming, safe. Coming for everyone, man. They're coming for yeah. all of us. This is uh, the Daniel Defense uh, DD. Let me try to shrink it for a bit. Uh, the Daniel Defense uh, DDM4. This is a 10.3 inch. Uh, this mm -hmm. is an SBR. I like the uh, color. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, all Daniel furniture. Um, I did switch out uh, for the Geisley, uh, uh Super Dynamic Trigger, and I have the um, the Radian um, Ambidextrous uh, 45 degree throw on it. This one came with a the lower comes with a standard 90 degree Ambidextrous uh, safety selector, but I like the 45 mm -hmm. better. Um, my light. PLH V2 um, sitting on the top there. This is a ACR um, muzzle device that's sitting on here right now. This is just the ACR blast shield. I do have a Silencer Omega 300 coming, so that's why I have the ACR mount. Then I just put the blast shield. Is that like on? Does that on thread? Is is it quick? Yeah, this threads on to the. Um, this actually threads on to the. Okay, so you could just take that off and then put your camera. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, um, because this thing is um, hecky loud uh, without it. Yeah. Hecky, hecky loud. I mean, uh, yeah, so. yeah. It's an SBR 556, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it yeah, is. Yeah, Champ says that's pretty. I was going to say to you, I was going to, like the first Daniel Defense, I was like, oh, Kevin Dixie, you went for just a black rifle. You didn't get a, a uh, special. Know, I do like the traditional uh, black, but this puppy was one that I had been wanting to, to get done with for a while. Then I went with a, a Steiner uh, optic on top of it, so that's a Steiner uh, PX PX one uh, four. Uh, this is a, a pretty good one. Um, I like this optic. I really do. It's uh, got some good glass on it, um, and then obviously I have the offset still. Yeah, Jen Champ wants to know what Blast Shield is at. I don't know if you could show it again. He says, uh, "Yeah, that's just uh, it's literally called the ASR Blast Shield." Uh, from I remember when I ordered it, um, it's only one. Okay, I believe they literally call it the the Silence Co ASR Blast Shield. Okay, yeah. All right, so if you don't have an ASR mount, it won't work. Like you have to have the ASR. Okay. Yeah. Um. Or the ASR count. count I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean it looks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah SBR cool. man. That, thank you, thank you. That's my yeah. little. SBR if I knew, if, you, if I knew you were showing off uh, Daniel Defense, I would have brought out my integrally suppressed Daniel Defense. You know, just oh, to flex. I mean, just I don't to have flex. One of those. Yeah, you got to get up on. Do you have any cans yet? You must. Yeah, you have cans. Yeah, I got another one right here. Oh, okay. All right. Um, which I can get out now, actually. Uh, yeah. So this one is the R2K9 uh, from Microtech, actually. Mm -hmm. This is a nine and Night Train says, uh, looks like Slim. What is this? Slim G strap from Neomag? I don't know. 
Oh, is that the uh, Microtech can? What? Yeah, this that, is the Microtech. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. I've handled that thing. That's light. Yeah, full titanium. This thing is um, uh, this thing is awesome, man. That's like a we, special ops can. Oh, he says uh, looks like sling strap from Neomag. Is that what that? I don't know if that's what your sling was. Oh uh, yeah, that's uh, that strap is from Neomag. It's a century strap. Mm-hmm. Um, and that guy goes great with Hold one on. of my other new puppies. I'm about to is this a B and T? No, it's not a B and T. What is that? Get it all the way on here, then I'll show you. Patience, patience. Not as cool as B and T. Not is it a Strybog? Yes, Strybog. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, so, but you changed the handguard though. No, yeah, I did, and I put the oh. scorpion uh, lower in it, so it takes scorpion. Okay, back. okay, okay. I see what's going. Um, looks good. Oh, that looks yeah. good. I like that, Kevin. Thank um, you, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is a uh, you know, puppy. but I don't think that can is going to work for you, Kevin Dixie, man. I don't think Why that's I don't think Why? that's the right can for you. I think you should like. You don't need it. You could send that can to me. You think I should just send it to you? <laughs> No, it, looks, it looks good though. <laughs> I love um, that can. I've shot that can before. I don't know if me and you've done something where we should. No, I I I did it at the gathering. You didn't go to the gathering, right? The last uh, one. I don't, but no. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, was uh, it? Yeah, this puppy is um, it's pretty cool. I will have yeah. this at uh, Iraq Veterans uh, Range Day coming up. Yeah, that looks right good. Up. Right there, that looks good. I think. Yeah, this is a good little setup. Um, I got the stride What, what, um, uh, what mag? So, what magazines are you using right there for your? Um, it's a, it's a scorpion, scorpion man. Oh, it's a scorpion. Okay. Yeah, this this lower lower takes scorpion magazines. Um, yeah. Easier to get. I mean, I'm gonna keep the original stride lower. Yeah. I do need to order a new some new takedown pants for that gun though. Yeah. Jen Champ is saying, Bruh. that's what he's saying. What oh, object? What optic is on that other one? Let's see. Um, how this is this one is the five twelve from Hollison. Oh, okay. um, so that's the five twelve. It's a pretty pretty good one. I, I like to love the field of view with it. Um, and this is the AM eight EMS from Hollow Sun. That's what that one is sitting mm-hmm. on top of it. Um, mm-hmm. And then this is the Scorpion. Yeah. Oh, this I like. I like this hand. Is that the? Uh, is that the silence? Is that a silence? No, it's, it's a shroud. This is from uh, Strike Industries. Oh, it looks good. That looks like a like a little baby silence. Uh, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a shroud though. But this is a. Uh, <laughs> This is my little um trying to get it down right there we go. Dan hates you says the KD problem solvent trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is um this that is a bit of joy. We took this one out, got it all dialed in. Uh, me and the team Oh look, out. oh by the way, oh look at that. Completely accidentally I get to flex my scorpion right here. Oh look now, at that. This is what you oh, need, Katie. This. this is what you need, Katie. Boom. I know. Walter's all sold out of. Whoop! KD! What? I know. Walter's okay. all sold out of him. Trust me, I wanted to oh, get one. You didn't? Oh, you need, did you hit him up? Did you ask him to put one on hold somewhere? I try not to be that I try not to be that guy because I saw, you know, I was like, I don't want to be the dude to call when clearly No, you could you could ask him to put it on uh, yeah. They sell all of them that they make, that's the problem. So oh, you got yeah, it. I, I can see why. That looks um, really good, man. That would be badass if they made a can like that. Yeah, that would look good. Um yeah, this is my, that's my little scorpion, baby. And then I have, um, we have what, three minutes left. Okay, I can get one more. Yeah, you're good. Let me get that out the way. Uh, let me try to move stuff. I don't want to knock anything down. Um, then we have, 
Uh, the gun everybody's been talking about. We have the um, oh P three sixty five X macro. Right. What's uh, your What's your opinion on this, man? It looks good. Um, you know, I put up a YouTube video on it that I want everybody to go watch. It at the real right. NOC. Um, let me, let me see if I can I want pull you to go watch it. I'm not going to spoil it here because I want you to watch the video and comment. But I give you two things I do not like about this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I tell you what I like about it. So one thing that I love about it is for that size, you cannot argue with that mag capacity. That is 17 rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I'm going to show it anyway here in a minute, I'll take this Glock 19X. And, you know, this has the the length, the grip, the length, not the width, but the length of the grip is just identical to a 17 on a 19X. Mm-hmm. And if you put them side by side, look at that. Oh, wow. You know wow. I mean? Like, so they are... Um, you get a nice Way smaller yeah yeah you get a nice grip and you get the exact same capacity as a gen 5 block 17 out of so i mean is that even i would like to see that compared to a glock uh 26 no comparison i'm talking about like size wise the glock 26 is a lot smaller right uh, yeah glock 26 is a is a lot fatter and a little bit stubbier yeah so that's pretty that's right in the middle of, of all of that that's pretty cool um, I do like it though, but I want people to go watch the video to see the things that I don't like. Yeah, the things here's, that I do like here's the uh, video for anyone that wants to look at it. Uh, I'm not going to play the whole thing. You need to go to uh, if you just look up no other choice, you're going to see it here. Let's see if we can get it. Um, I'll wait a second here. We should should be able to get it to play. Oh, here we go. Is this a short? No, it's not a short. No, it's well. There might be one short on there, but it's actually a video. It should be like uh, three. Or oh, you oh you rolled some shorts into it. Okay. Yeah, my internet here is not awesome, so you guys need to go look at this anyway. On uh, and I, I would anyway. like to tell everybody, uh, it doesn't matter if um, if well, when they watch it, they'll see it. Um, I have heard the cries of the internet. I am having more videos coming out, and when you see me shoot the gun, you are watching the target happen at the same time. So I am a mm-hmm. guy that is showing you my hits on target while the mm-hmm. gun is being shot. Yeah. Um, you know, this is the are, place to this is the place to go to. Which is not easy to do that. It's a lot more work. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, this is a this is a cool gun. Uh we only got fifty seconds left, so I guess I'll stay on this. Yeah. It's uh it's nice though. I, I would tell people, uh, even though I want you to go watch the video, see what I don't like about it. Um uh and even some of the things that I do, I will say this. I am seriously, 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 I gotta get a few hundred more rounds out of it minimum. Um, then actually run some carry arounds to it, but mm-hmm. I can see this becoming something for me to for me to carry, mm-hmm. um, and and actually carry for several years uh, because this is just a seventeen rounds. It's comfortable. Uh, it's it works. It's I mean it's a it's a pretty cool gun. Man. The armsman says I don't like the barrel being three one though on the macro, um, which mm-hmm. we you know we've got like ten seconds to respond to. Um, here, for so. me, uh, I don't mind it because oh crap. See yeah. We'll be right back. We're going to take a break anyway, so we'll be right back. That was actually a good time. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, where's the break? The break didn't come there. I must have messed the break up. Let me hit it. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of a DAO or decentralized autonomous organization like Tusk Crypto. Tusk Cryptocurrency is a firearm-friendly e-commerce option for online payment transactions secured on the blockchain. So when you're in the crypto market, please consider Tusk, T-U-S-C. Yeah, there you go. So you know what? Uh, So we were talking about, uh, what is it, 3.1 inches on that barrel? 
Yeah, when you're to okay. me, and you know, here's just my my opinion. All right, yes, it is a it is a short bill for sure. Right, um, you are you are not looking at having a ton of um a ton of barrel, if you will. But when you look at it, you're gonna take. Come here, guy. Yeah. So you know, yeah, that's a that's a little shorty, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah. A little, now let me. It looks shorter the outside of the gun. I see what I see. What's happening there? Yeah, that's that's very short outside of the gun. Yeah, and I yeah. think this is a it's a standard Glock 19 barrel that I just picked off the safe, right? Mm -hmm. So when you compare the two, yeah. So well, no, little... this is actually a this is a VP9 barrel, but okay, they're, you know, same category ish. Yeah. 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 So when you're looking at that, yes, there is obviously a big difference. Here's the here's the thing though. Um, this was clearly meant to be, uh, you know, a self-defense pistol. Mm -hmm. So if I am working with um, a smaller burrow, I'm not really going to be trying to crack off for real self-defense with mm -hmm. this gun, you know, anything past 20. I mean, in 20 yards is really stretching it, right? Yeah, that's the outside. Um, You're fighting within 10 yards. Yeah, you know, that's, that's really stretching it. So I, I think you can do Even when I shot the gun, when I was doing the videos, I was standing at 8 yards. Mm -hmm. um, and... You know, I did eight yards. We can actually see the target while I was shooting for people to see the re reactive target at the same time. I could have easily shot that gun at 15 yards, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, and that's without a red dot. I shot it with irons. So um, and my accuracy was, was well within a, a four inch uh, spread. Uh, even as I picked up speed, you can see that the gun was still. I mean, obviously, that has a, a lot to do with the shooter, but the gun was still performing at a mm -hmm. pretty adequate rate. You know, are you getting? You know, maximum velocity and distance and bullet stabilization. If I'm trying to shoot this gun 200 yards, probably not. But yeah. Not but for for most of the time, for what you're carrying on you when you're just getting around, you want to have something on you. Um, you know, there's a bunch of different factors that you're talking about in that in that situation. Mm -hmm. If you know you're going into something that is going to be a problem, <laughs> then you you'll be more prepared for that, right? For that yeah, eventuality absolutely. versus like, hey, I just want to carry all the time and have something on me uh, better than nothing. And then uh, uh, what is what's the best word for that, Kevin, to explain? Because, you know, you've got kind of a balance here of comfort and. Um, oh, the, um, well, the old that that older saying that uh, carry isn't supposed to be comfortable, it's supposed to be comforting, comforting. Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. For me, it's uh, as long as you're not carrying something that weighs you down, that is uncomfortable, that is um, not enhancing your ability to perform if you're called mm -hmm. upon, mm -hmm. it works. I mean, there, there are, I mean, it's, it's fine, you know, because to carry around something with a little bit longer barrel length, okay, so you go to a Glock 19. Um, while, while awesome, I think the Glock 19 or, you know, uh, I think the Glock 19 is fine. I hate the 26. Mm -hmm. I do not like that gun. Mm -hmm. But I think the Glock 19 is fine. I also think the Glock 48 is a, is a, a decent firearm, along with the 43X. Mm -hmm. um, those are great. But if you're starting to get into Berlin's, then guys are going to want to go maybe with the 48, but you're probably going to want to go with like a Glock 19. And some people just aren't equipped to carry that gun around on a daily mm -hmm. basis. They want something a little bit smaller. This is much better than, better than going to get a lot of the other options that are out there. Trust me, there are some crappy uh, small options out there in the market. Um, but I think, uh, I think Sid Dick, and they did pretty good with this guy. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, so I know there's a lot of stuff out there. What do you think is competitive, you know, 
in the range of that that's out there. Um, I think the Hellcat's in the same class. Um, and Hellcat has their uh, Hellcat Pro, and I know people are obviously mad at Springfield. I'm just bringing up the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hellcat and the, Hell, uh, the Hellcat Pro are obviously in the market with that. I think the Glock 48, um, maybe not with capacity, uh, definitely still with size-wise goes into that. I believe that people are going to be looking at this uh, and comparing it to the uh, M&P 2.0, and whether they should be carrying it, especially the Shield and the Shield Plus. They're going to look at that too. Um, and then you you have the... Um, um, the uh, Jesus, I'm trying to remember the manufacturer of the firearm. Um, it'll come back to me, but there are definitely several uh, different platforms out there. But I would say the Shield, the Shield, Shield Plus, especially, um, and the Hellcat are the two that are going to jump out the most. People are going to be comparing this to mm-hmm. uh, me personally. I have not. I've shot the Hellcat. I have not shot the Hellcat Pro, so I, I have no idea mm-hmm. about how it shoots. But yeah, and I think I, that's big. Obviously, bigger than the 365. That's the yeah. thing. I think the 365 is like too small for my hands. I think for and with this Glock 17 length. I mean, look, I got you can see, I got I got pretty big hands, right? Mm-hmm. And look at my grip on this gun. Mm-hmm. Full, yeah, right. With no, that's without the mag in it, mm-hmm. right? And I'm high up. You can see I'm making absolute contact with the trigger guard, um, and that is that gun is mm-hmm. is gripped, right? So. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate it. So uh, this is this a um I, I see the armsman says I rotate the forty eight and the what is it, X XL, XIL SIG is killing it with their modularity with the P three twenty and the P three sixty five variant. Is this like a P three twenty with the frame in, with the um fire control group inside or no, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think you need there's different size hands, and so it's really not one size fit all with everything out there. I like the P365, but it's just way too small for my hands. I think like Lola likes it better. Uh, Patrick, for example, has little baby hands. Mm. Um, well, if you got little baby hands here, we get you one of these guys. Yeah. so what is this one i was telling you i've never seen it before Um, yeah it's a little uh two shot nine millimeter the trigger guard is interesting so you have to hit this um you take this takedown lever here right so Mm -hmm. now it's locked so you take this take i'm doing it backwards on camera take Mm -hmm. it and then you flip it open and that's where you can actually load in uh the two nine millimeter rounds Okay, cool. All right, um, and then you fold you, it back up, and you have to cock back the hammer in order to pull the trigger. Yeah, you lock it, and then you cock it back, and right, boom, boom. Cool. There you go. Yeah, Armsman says yes. It's the same modular FCU. Yeah, which is cool. A, a lot of people don't even realize that that uh, fire control unit in there is modular. So yeah, the, if, I haven't taken time to look and see what one it, it flexes with and goes with because I don't yeah. plan on messing with it, but. Uh, that is one cool thing about it in general. Yeah. I mean, think about, I was going to tell you when you were bringing out all the carbines, let me see if I could pull up this story, because uh, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but um, uh, what's his name? What's the name of the dude that always wears shorts over at TFB TV? Um, <laughs> what's the name of the guy from, someone's going to tell me the name of the guy from TFB TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, did you see this uh, B&T folding carbine? No, I don't believe that I had it. Uh, let me see. I can only, I can't, obviously, once again, this is from the YouTube video. So let me see. 
I'll have to get past the ads here. Um, let me see if I'll... Okay. So, uh, I'm trying to remember his name right now. It, it'll come to me here in a second. But if we go through this video here, there's... Um, let me see. Here we go. So, th this is like a, a carbine that basically folds out. See, here we go. It looks like it's a case, and it could uh, fold mm. out. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but B&T is actually working on that. I think at one point, um, was it Magpul was supposed to do it? James Reeves. James Reeves. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it, he was in Switzerland, so he wasn't wearing, he wasn't wearing shorts in, in this particular situation. But um, let me see if I could pull that up. Uh, B&T is working on it, but it's based on a Magpul thing. Someone will tell me. What's the name? I think like the FG9. Okay. That that's basically this uh, folding type of uh, no, not the FG9. Someone will tell me what it is. But B and T is working on their version of that. Uh, what is it called? I think it's called the B and T because we could. Something like that. BCW9. That's what it is. There we go. So I'm gonna try to pull up a. I'm gonna try to pull up something on this B and T um, folding. I'm gonna try to pull it up here for you guys. And, uh, where the hell is it? I oh, can't find it now. I think it's on. I'm just gonna go to the firearms blog. They're gonna have it there. Yeah, well, while you're looking that up. Yeah. What other guns do you have here while I'm searching for this? Some people think I hate Glock so much. I actually brought a Glock oh. on. Mm -hmm. um, so this is the Glock 19X. However, this one has the ramp jet and the afterburner from Radiant Arms in it. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, this, then, that's a Trigicon SRO. That's an Enforce Wild 2. A lot of uh, people are wondering if this thing actually works. Um, the after jet and the, the, the ramp jet and the afterburner. I'm sorry, uh, because Radian touted a 44% reduction in recoil, mm -hmm. and I don't know how to measure recoil. I don't have all the scientific tools to do that, but mm -hmm. I can tell you that the recoil is absolutely uh, minimal hmm. uh, after adding it. So, if you were thinking about getting it, I actually just sold my last one in inventory before we um, we started the show. The guy bought it like five minutes before we started the show. That looks so good. Yeah, they're pretty hard to get, um, but it's uh, it's it's definitely well worth it. They're pretty cool, and it yeah. does work. It looks almost like a tank muzzle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, it looks. The like only thing I will warn people about, um, you know, and obviously when I get it back on the website, you know, I'll post about it. Uh, but I'm sold out now. Here's the one thing I will warn people about. Uh, you have to be careful with this. So some people like to come to the front to do their uh, manipulation of the slide. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure if you get one of these guys, you come way, well, a little bit back. Because if you come here it's gonna burn and it goes for any, it will pinch the hell out of you. Ask oh. me how I know. Okay, because right? you did yeah. it. <laughs> um, yeah, like really make sure you come back a little bit and get a lot of nice downward pressure because you don't want your hand to slip, go forward, and that slide come and grab you. It's very uncomfortable. Um, but, yeah, this is uh, one of my newest uh, setups. I like it. That looks good. Yeah, that looks good. Um, so Armsman says, nice 19X, where's the HK? And, um, Night Train says, Hank, do you still have the collapsing Glock? 
with the 33-round magazine. I missed out on that when it first came out. I understand they stopped making them. Yeah, they kind of, like, had to close um, close down because of some bad business practices. But, yes, I do still have it, and I love that kind of stuff. And here's that article I was actually telling you guys about on TFB TV, uh, on the website, uh, the firearms blog. So, basically, when you're walking around, it just looks like this. It looks like a case. And you can see the red dot in there, but that's what it looks like, mm -hmm. KD. That's nice. Yeah. And then um, you can unfold it, and <laughs> you got that. You know, I was looking at this video. Uh, the only thing with the video, when you're unfolding it, the magazine's not in position. So when you unfold it all the way, you need to make sure that magazine is, is in there, just because of the way that the folding mechanism is. But okay. then, you know... So you got to slap it back up in there. It's in the right spot, but it's kind of detached. So you need to, to slap it back in. And then you need to take the magazine out a little bit in order to fold it. But I like the whole idea of that. And looking at the video, there, that's going to be based on the fire control group that we're talking about that SIG has. Okay. So I think they're thinking right now of whether or not people are going to be able to buy, like would even, are even interested in buying them. And then they'll make someone put them out there, but it won't be a firearm. And you buy that, and then you put your fire control group from your uh, P320 in there, and now you've got a, you know, you've got a gun. So you don't have to, you don't have to go through that all over again. But you are going to have to register that fire control group as an SBR. That's that's my understanding from um, looking at the video and all that. So. I like stuff okay. like that, man. It's nerdy. Do you like nerdy? No, are you are you a nerd at all, man? I nerd out on some stuff. Okay, but like nerdy know. shit, you know, like transforming stuff. Yeah. You know? Well, no. Oh. I like <laughs> talking about it, but I don't do too much. Um, but I do. The last, um, I, I didn't unfortunately bring an HK out. I do have another Sig though. It's kind of my favorite gun right now, and it's the three twenty X five. Oh, not so necessary. are you giving away your HKs? Is that what's going on? Uh, no, I'm not, sir. And no, you may not have them. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> the, um, this one is, um, you know, it's, if you've seen a 320X5 before, you've seen a 320. I like mm -hmm. this gun, though. This is uh, one of my favorite guns to shoot right now. On this one, though, is something that's new. It is the X300 Turbo by Surefire. Oh, is that what that light is? Yeah, so that's the new light, the Turbo. Um, people are questioning, you know, does that light actually work? Uh, yeah, it does. This this is definitely different. Uh, if you're looking for something to be able to pierce through, like, decent levels of window tint and something that has a higher center focus, a more hot beam that can also be blinding to light people with light sources coming into you, uh, this thing is legit. I so actually really, is it, really How many lumens? Is it, like, the lumens that you're saying? Or uh, just how yeah, it it's the lumens the and the candela. I forget the candela. The lumens is 650 okay. on this guy, and I forget about the candela, but... It's a, it's hot, like that oh. center focus on this thing is bright. I don't even know if this yeah. background. Yeah, see if you hit hit that sweater with it. Okay, there you go. Right, you see how center center that is now. Mm -hmm. Just for argument's sake, I mean, I could go get the other Surefire if you want me to. Yeah, yeah, you can. Okay. We got time. Let me get the regular Surefire. That way you can see those two things side yeah. by side. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I got up here. Hold on. All right, so I'm going to grab the Canik with the Surefire. So, and the, and what was that you said that you will be giving away HKs? Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't say that. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, 
Just for just for you, we're clear about that. I don't know. I don't need people stalking my. Uh, Where's my free gun? I'm still um, waiting for my truth. I don't know if I if I sold enough yet. Probably not. Nah, I don't think you did. I think you uh you got you got seven to go. Seven? No, this number keeps going up, man. Come on. Uh, eight or nine or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Let me see here. Okay. So I got two dead triggers. All right. Cool. So this is, let's start off with the regular, uh, sitting on the Canica Meta here. Okay. Uh, the regular uh, Surefire X300 batteries are fresh in this thing. Just for you know, I'll hold it over my shoulder here. Mm-hmm. Let you guys see it. Okay. Yeah, Surefire's okay. got some crazy stuff, man. There you go. All right, so everybody see that? Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to cut this one off, and I'll bring out the turbo, and then I'm going to do them both together. So here's the turbo. You can see that hot spot in the center. In the mm-hmm. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. Now to show you how bright that spot is, I'm going to cut it on and leave it pointed sideways. But I'm going to cut this this guy back on. You see it? Let's get it up there. There we go. And then I'm going to bring this guy right over. Mm-hmm. Do you see how hot that spot is? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like take it away. And bring it back. And it is um, absolutely uh, killing the regular 300. Yeah, Armsman says uh, the X5 shoots like a dream. X300 Turbo is 66,000 Candela. The hell? It's, it's, <laughs> the is ridiculous. Uh, the Lumens are 650. People are like, oh, why would you buy a 650? I keep telling people, man, about lighting. Like, everybody's like, oh, I need all these Lumens and I need all the Lumens. I'm like, no, you need the right amount of lumens. And don't even get me started about what kind of, you know, if you're going to be defending your home and what kind of paint you got. You want to throw, like, 1,200 lumens off a glossy uh, paint you brought at Home Depot so, last week? Yeah, so, well, mm-hmm. bre- do the breakdown because I don't even understand it properly. What's the breakdown difference between lumens and candela? What's Well, the easiest the easiest way to explain it, and forgive my mild dyslexia because I will um, – I will chop oh. stuff up and reverse oh. it. Yeah, I'm uh, dyslexic too, so lumens, we're doomed. The lumens are more what you're seeing in the outer spill, right? Mm-hmm. The outer spill. Uh, the candela is going to be that pretty much that hot spot in the middle, mm-hmm. right? So think about the candela like the, the focus, mm-hmm. if you will. So okay. the lumens are going to be a spread. So when you're looking at when you're looking at a light, like even though this one has 650 lumens, I tell people all the time, like you have to understand. What you're asking for, like this uh, Enforce Wild one, I believe they tout a thousand lumens on this one. I believe, I believe that's what they say. I haven't read the, I haven't read it in a minute, so let's see here. But mm-hmm. look at that one. And yeah, that's that's one. decent right there. So you're saying that the so the lumens is like the halo, but the candela is the core of the light. Beam. There you go. Yep, that's okay. a good way of saying it. Okay. And you can even see that this Enforce is brighter than the 300, this Surefire X300. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It goes to show you how technology is even coming about. Uh, but while we're here, let's see what the X300 a Turbo does against the Enforce. And we have like 35 seconds. If we take a break, we'll we'll come back okay. and we'll be still. Oh, okay. That's the Enforce. This is the Turbo. Okay, let's see here. Ooh. Oh, I think it's... It's smaller but more focused, it looks like. Yeah, it's more of a focused beam. They're pretty yeah. close, though. Yeah. Pretty close. Okay. They're in the same range of the, uh, to me, like the feel of uh, of the light that they're throwing. Um, but also, I think that, that the turbo seemed like a whiter light. I could be wrong. 
and the other one was uh, a yellower yeah, one? We're going we're to take a break. Hold on. Take a break. The Who Moved My Freedom podcast is made possible by our partners at 2A Commerce. Veteran-owned and with over 20 years' experience, 2A Commerce is the leader in custom e-commerce and web application development in the shooting sports industry. Clients include major brands such as Guard Dog Body Armor, Sylvan Arms, AccuFire Technologies, The Tactical Games, Warrior Knife Company, and yours truly, Hank Strange. Visit 2A Commerce and support this show by supporting them. Once again, visit the number 2acommerce.com. So, um, Gen Champ Jr. said, which is hotter? So... Well, between between these two, um, uh, these two in particular, this Enforce Wild Two and this uh, Turbo, the Enforce um, does have more of a white to it. The Surefire has more of this yellowish tint. I think that has a lot to do with the lens and the bulb they chose. Um, but I mean, I'm looking at it on the ceiling here, if I can actually see the spread of each. I mean, they're pretty damn close, man. I think, I'm looking uh, at the light emitting from them, like when as you're doing that, there, put them closer to each other, so. Yeah, you see now. Just angle them a little. Yeah, they're the spot and looking at it looks exactly the same. Yeah, they're pretty close. Yeah, they are pretty close. Hold on, I oh, he says hotter to the touch. Does one of them get hotter than the other? Uh, no, come on. Um, now, no, I mean, no, I mean, they're both. I mean, they're they're warm, but it is what it is. Uh oh. <laughs> you want to say hi? <laughs> Hey, how's it going? <laughs> What's going on? Okay. Pretty girl, go a bit. Yeah. Okay, give me up. Sleep well, baby. Getting taller, man. She's oh, gonna yeah. be t- she's gonna be taller than you soon too, because I think your son is taller than you, right? Yeah, yeah. How tall is Yeah, oh dude, taller. He's six three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's already he's he's yeah, towering he's, over me. She's working. Um, a, she's working her way up there too. We'll, so, we'll see. Her mom's tall, uh, so she might get there. Right. Uh, but yeah, these two. Um, I don't. You know, I don't think you can lose with either one. I do really like this turbo though. Um, but I get a lot of lights to test them out. Really, the yeah. battery, what they're going to do, how they're going to focus. Yeah, I think you've been um, doing a lot of stuff with Enforce, but I know how you are when it comes to all this stuff. So you're looking at it, what everyone does. Uh, oh yeah, I, I no longer yeah. work well with Enforce as closely as I used to. Um, okay. Okay. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm non-biased. You know, my thing is when we are telling or informing consumers about a purchase, mm-hmm. it's our job to be, mm-hmm. you know, as non-biased as possible. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to say you're going to lose now. I will say this. Now that this this turbo is out, I'm not going to say the 300 is obsolete. Uh, but I'm going to tell you another company that I really, really like, man, that you that you get a price point that's hard to beat is Streamlight. Mm-hmm. Um, on one of my – couple of my guns in there, I have the Streamlight TLR9. And the TLR9 Flex, that is a fantastic light uh, for a, a half the cost of a Surefire. Yeah. Um, damn near. So, or at least $100 cheaper. So, there are a lot of different options out there that people can get into. I like to give everybody all the options, um, everything that you want to run. I don't buy things because, oh, my God, this is what the cool kids are running. Mm-hmm. Um, I buy it because I want to test it out. If I like it, I keep it. If I don't, I keep it. That way I can always show people why I didn't like it. Um, mm-hmm. But... You know, yeah, it is what it, yeah. Um, everyone has their opinions. I see Armsman has uh, his. He's putting in there. Gen Champ Junior. I actually saw a short. So here's the thing. Um, a couple months ago, Lola and I were in Arizona for the Overland Expo. That's uh, 
it's not just vans, but I use my van for overlandings, a lot of trucks and all that kind of, you know, pickup trucks and those big vehicles and all that. But here's something I'll share with you guys that I thought that was cool. I actually saw Shorefire out there, and I and I took this picture of this um, this setup they had on this pickup truck. Man, look at that. That's pretty nice. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that this was like the only company I saw, and I think this is a, is it a Tacoma or a Tundra? I don't know, it might be, I'm not sure exactly which one, but yeah, this was a nice setup on this, like, I forgot what they call these, is it like a bed, uh, bed topper or whatever they call this thing, right? That you could, it's actually lockable and all that, you could flip it open, um, you know, get some nice gun setups in there. Nice. Yeah. You know, so I thought that was cool, like going to the show and actually, you know, running into those dudes and looking at the lights. They were showing me some lights they have out there. That's probably I think it was already it's been out. Mm, that's a little thing, right? Isn't it? Um, yeah, I can't remember. You, you probably would know better than me. I like these. It's like USB rechargeable mm -hmm. little clip. I love that kind of stuff, man. You know, so there's a lot of options out there. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of stuff to get into. And, you know, I tell people yeah. all the time, man, just research and get what you want. Um, you know, and what are you really going to use it for? Uh, yeah. Like, a lot of people will put lights on their gun um, mm -hmm. and never go out and actually take a training mm -hmm. course, low light, no light, mm -hmm. low light with their firearm, right? So you're going to buy a light and really be into lighting. I'm not saying you have to go take, you know, yeah. 17 courses a year dealing with light. But it might not be a bad thing to make it uh, once a year. Uh, yeah. to go out and, and take a refresher course, you know, spend, you know, six or eight hours of your day uh, getting in on it. And speaking of lighting, I think you guys have, uh, I want to show kind of a, a small, someone, uh, small change. So I think mm -hmm. everybody's probably seen this setup before. My little helmet setup with the, uh, oh yeah, PVS 14. See, you and Babyface need to do one of these and uh, just geek out on your night vision i mean we definitely can I, i'm really you know i've really gotten into a uh, night vision i want to focus on it a little bit more uh i got a ops core helmet on order i'm waiting on that dang on thing to come in but mm -hmm. this is um this is the helmet now what i've done um is you know and i gotta say this real quick story so it's unfortunate mm -hmm. that somebody did this but a guy that i know who didn't say it directly to me is like oh did everybody see katie's nods and this was a while ago. It's like, mm -hmm. everybody see Katie's knives. Oh, oh my God, he only has uh, a mono, you know, single or two sitting on top of his knives. Now, I'm an adult. And <laughs> I, have and I didn't I even know who, this is a thing. You, it, It's a crime. <laughs> yeah, like you got one, two. So I guess because of who I am, or whatever that's supposed to mean, I guess I'm supposed to only have the best of the best of the creme of the creme. And I'm supposed to show it to the internet. See, this is why I never like showing guns, because mm -hmm. of people like that. Uh, I don't think that that it's I think that there's a balance between saying, hey, guys, here's this thing. You might like it. And, oh, look at me. I'm better than you. And I don't yeah. like that. All right. I just like we're all cool. We're all friends. I just, you know, if I got some, I'll show it to you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so this was the single tube. And he's like, oh, crap. And then when I seen a picture of him, guess what he had on? A single tube. But um, it's just he's holding you to a higher standard. By the way, Night Train says he likes Olight, which hey, there's something some Olight that I think are cool too, man. You know, yeah, get, I, mean, I got know. literally probably 15 Olights I got Olights. Yeah. in the box. I think I got um, a I got an Olight uh, laser pointer right here. 
I don't know if you saw that laser pointer that came out from them. Nope, I didn't. Yeah, let me see if I, I do have these. Though. I think these are a little bit cooler than a laser pointer. Oh yeah, for sure. I gotta um, get uh, Babyface to come on here with you and fight it out about the um... night vision. Yeah, about the night I'm vision. Fight with him. I, I, would, I would love to, to engage him. It's just fun to me at this point. Uh, but these are um, from um, U.S. Night Vision. No, hold on. I want to get yelled at by uh, the Night Vision Company. I'm sorry. Uh, the Night Vision Company. These are um, – no, I'm still saying it wrong. Yeah. He'll be mad at me. It's okay. It's fine. Um, but it's I got the – The laser um, pointer for you in this. What? No. Is, it, is that messing up your night vision? Is it? Can you use this to throw off someone with night vision? Like – Laser though? I mean, they say you can, but it has to be more of a. When I went through the, the Don Edwards Night Vision training course, they talked about mm -hmm. that. You have to have a concentrated beam that's oh, sitting okay. there. Uh, yeah. But yes, can you cause damage to them? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, but these are dual tube white phosphors with an articulating bridge. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, articulating simply means both sides move, and when you put one up, it goes off. Yeah. The other one stays one, you put them both up, they both go off. And this little gizmo is operated off a single battery. That's cool. Yeah, uh, Forty-two pretty. chill says BFP will do anything for nods. Is it nods or quads? What did he say? Quads. Yeah. Quads. Uh, the panels. <laughs> he's ma cool. he's some he's making some stuff. He's got some cool stuff going on. You know. That's not that's good stuff there, man. Yeah, those couple of the last things that I you know I added, and I'm like you know after that I'm done. Then there's the other place. I saw somebody early in the chat was like, mm -hmm. I know what's wrong. Katie's not smoking a cigar. I don't feel the oh, best today. Oh, yeah, that was the thing. Someone was talking about cigars <laughs> earlier, and we just skipped I mean, it. even when it comes to cigars, I can steal my Charleston cigars. Oh, you know, boy. What the hell is that, food. man? That looks like some European... What is that? Yeah, that's the Jewish States League of Nicaragua. Um, oh. But... Um, is that yeah, from... Uh, is that from? Is that the thing that Josh is affiliated with, or no? You know, remember Josh yeah, from Brownells? Oh, okay. No, he has his own company now, Downer. Oh, okay. This is not. Yeah, oh, I damn, got a nice man. Here. Okay. Um, Humanoids right behind us, and then uh, I am working. No different than I work with some of the gun companies. I am uh, entering into a uh, experiment with this guy. I just got a bunch of these sitting in the back right now. This is company uh, Kiki Momo. Mm -hmm. So uh, actually, they got some pretty good cigars. I've been obviously trying them out. Uh, me and this guy are uh, gonna probably be working together. I'll help bring him over into the 2A realm. Okay. Um, I like him. I like his quality. He's a former cop. Um, he's a really, really good guy. Uh, so we'll we'll continue to, uh, to chit-chat about it. But I will be uh, giving out some samples of those uh, at the IREC veteran shoot. Mm -hmm. I'll also be having some samples for, I got a trip to take up to um, USCCA, then another one to take the Brownells coming up here. So I'll have a couple of guys, you know, I'll mm -hmm. treat them to a cigar, get their your input and their take back. But yeah, I got cigars around me, man. Absolutely. Yeah, you're just not you're not smoking right now. You're on a hiatus or something. No, it's not not that. I've, uh, my wife gave me a, a summer coat. Um, I knew I shouldn't have kissed that woman. <laughs> I, I just wanted to okay. feel her lips on mine, and she was already <laughs> feeling well. So, oh, yeah, boy. that's yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I can't. Uh, smoke. I mean, I've been thinking about it too, but I'm like. I took right before we started this. I put I took some uh, nighttime Mucinex, mm -hmm. and it, yeah, I, I can tell you're not as amped up as you. Yeah, you know. 
Oh yeah, because I was already kind of on energy. Like, man, I hate, yeah. I hate feeling bad. You know, I'm not like drain, drain. Like, I can mm-hmm. obviously be on here, but I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't really get like amped. And then I took that Mucinex right before we started. It's like, yeah. yeah, that will knock you down. So, listen, have you ever heard of Steyer? I want to talk about Steyer yeah, before we get out of here. Yeah, no, there's mm-hmm. the AUG, but have you ever heard of the handguns Steyer, from Steyer? Have you seen the handguns? Uh, yeah, like I've, this. I've seen, yep. Yeah. The, the, the B something, ain't it? Yeah, this is the um, L9A2, and I'm actually going to switch to my, I'm going to switch to my phone here so I can show you what I really like about this. Let me, let me go on uh, the camera here. See, I like the sights on this. See those sights? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I borrowed this from a friend of mine, but I love that, man. That's really easy for my eye to make that sight picture. Mm Mm-hmm. So I like them. I haven't gotten one yet, um, but I got him into it because I found like an older version of this a long time ago at a uh, a pawn shop, and I didn't buy. I should have bought it. I made the mistake of telling him about it. He went to buy it, and so recently he he picked this up. I really like uh, the Steyr pistols. You know, it's, if you're looking for something different out there, I think they're different, but they have some. Uh, really cool features and I like the fact that like right when you you know my eye just automatically goes to that triangle up there you know I don't have to like think about it and having both eyes open and all all that kind of good stuff so yeah I just wanted to share that with you yeah I remember those yeah they're cool yeah yeah I don't know if you've like shot these a lot or anything like that I'm gonna do some videos on it for people yeah I hate the sights Oh, you don't like you don't like that triangle thing. They bother me. Yeah, man. They okay. they bother me for whatever reason. I, I mm-hmm. guess I'm just used to the traditional. Uh mm-hmm. but like standard Glock sites bother the hell out of me. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I do the only other sighting system um that I don't seem to mind is the uh, XX big dot sites. Uh-huh. Because you're kind of lollipopping. Yeah. And that that seems to be all right. Uh, not necessarily the most accurate, if you will, but they, they definitely work for self defense. Yeah, that throws but, me um, off because I never know like you know, some guns are like that, right? You kind of have to go lollipop on that front side, or that mm-hmm. always is a thing for me with a different. Gun. So I like to know where where my you know what my sight picture is supposed to be. That's why I like that. I should have gotten into it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get into it more and, and see how it is. But because I feel like it's the most natural thing for me, even though I do other stuff. Anytime I handle them, I always feel like, oh, this is real natural for me to you know go to the pyramid. Yeah, and look, that's that's. Very important, man. If it works yeah. for you, hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what matters. That's one of the really important things out there, like grip, all that kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. It really needs to be like what works for that person. So um, I tell people that all the time, while all the yeah. internet experts tell you that you have to yeah. have this, you have to have that yeah, right. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. You just have to do what works for you. I'm gonna do this real quick and then we're gonna get into some stuff with the time that we have here. I know we're kinda like running down a little bit with time. I'm going to do this now because I, I tried to do it last night and everything went crazy. But uh, yes, guess what? If you're buying anything from Brownells and you use the code STRANGE10, you can save 10% off when you buy over 150 bucks. You get 10% off. So if you spend 150 bucks, you get 15 bucks, you know, and it goes up from there depending on what you spend. So use that code STRANGE10. And I made this cool little image. It's like a throne of... I didn't make it. This uh, thing that I have that does these little bitmoji things to me did it. So just want to remind everybody out there when you're doing all your shopping and all that kind of stuff. 
uh, to do that. Let me see. I'm trying to, you know, there was something I meant to ask you, Katie, and I'm forgetting. Uh, I'm trying to look through. What other stuff? You know what? Actually, you probably want to tell people again about uh, the Greenwood Project before we uh, run yeah. out of time here. We only yeah. got four minutes. So yeah. the Greenwood Project, in short, is the place where we're going to bring human enrichment and the Second Amendment together. Uh, the land has been purchased. We, the land is about an hour south, give or take, a, well, about 55 minutes south of Atlanta. Uh, we are we got 40 acres out there that has already been purchased. Purchased. Now we're looking at the development of the acreage. Uh, one side to put the community center where we're going to be hosting all the classes, reading, writing, financial literacy, civics classes, uh, constitutional awareness courses, uh, family firearms training, uh, all things that don't uh, require the gun to go pew pew, along with a child care center. Um, and then surrounding the building in the immediate area will be gardening, farming, where people are going to learn to do those hand skills. Uh, on that side as well, we'll have some bushcraft, basic survival stuff. Hey, what happens when your car breaks down? Kind of classes going on. That will enrich the human beings. On the other side of the property, we're going to do all the shooting uh, to where we're going to allow other small businesses that are firearms training companies, a limited amount of them to operate on the land so we can uh, train people in a responsible manner. Uh, so that's what we're looking uh, to do. That is the Greenwood Project. It is a nonprofit project. We are looking for donations. Please consider making a donation uh, to the Greenwood Project at uh, GoFundMe.com forward slash Aiming for the Truth. It is an Aiming for the Truth project. It's called Greenwood. Uh, but if you go and make the donation, I will be greatly uh, appreciative. And, you know, we can get a lot of people out on that land and get a lot of people more skills for they can become more reliant, more educated uh, and get them versed in the Second Amendment at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Lola put that link up in the chat again. But if you Google GoFundMe NOC aiming for the truth, you it'll be easy enough for you guys to find that. Why is it called the Greenwood Project? Greenwood, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street, uh, the, uh, the riot in Tulsa, Oklahoma that uh, killed hundreds and hundreds of uh, black folks. Um, that suburb, if you will, was also called Greenwood. Mm -hmm. uh, people say Tulsa, you know, Greenwood. It had a couple other names. Uh, but the Greenwood Project is what I'm titling it because we're rebuilding what was lost. Okay. Very um, good. So yeah. it is a way to rebuild uh, what that community was. And for people that don't understand one of the things about Greenwood, Greenwood was segregated by force, but they also openly welcomed uh, anybody from what they called across the, the, the uh, railroad tracks mm -hmm. to come participate in Greenwood. They were forced into that area to segregate because that's what you did back then. But mm -hmm. they welcomed everybody, Native Americans, white people, um, and they just were trying to build a strong community. And unfortunately, it was taken away because of hatred. Uh, so we just want to rebuild that, a place where everybody can come. Everybody's welcome. Um, everybody can come and get the information. Everyone can come get the knowledge. The difference is this time try to burn some shit down and kill hundreds of people because of what they look like and see what happens. Right. Um, <laughs> it's not going to go good. Um, where is it located? Are you talking about that yet or not yet? Yeah, it's, just, it's an hour south of Atlanta. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, rough time-wise, when are we going to start seeing? It um, depends on how donations go, man, but I would like yeah. to um, – I I will be out there running firearm training classes within the next five to six months. Mm -hmm. um, no other choice will be up and running. That will be – and then we can obviously start some of the bushcraft stuff because it doesn't necessarily have to require a building. Uh, but uh, I would like to see this project with the building and at least half the burns. We want to do 12. Uh, half the burns built within the next calendar year. That is okay. my goal. Um, okay. So um, that's what I want to do. I'm going to 
uh, hurry up and get no other choice out there operating on the land so we can we can use some of the proceeds from the training to continue the, the building out of the burn side of things while fundraising for the rest of the property. But, you know, this is going to be a, a, a you know, this is going to be a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. This is uh, the first of its kind. You've never heard or seen of anything like this of its kind. And I think that a few hundred thousand dollars, especially for the amount of money that's spent to take our rights, um, we can damn sure invest in protecting our rights at the same time showing people we actually care about them outside of the gut. Okay, cool. And do you have any big companies in the firearms industry? Uh, yeah, I'll release more details of what okay. they've actually did later, but let's give a big shout out to Brownells and USCCA. Let's just say without those two, this would not be possible. They came through in a huge way. Okay, very cool. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back and wrap everything up. So if you guys have questions, let me know. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of manufacturers like Safety Harbor Firearms. SHF is a quintessential family-owned small business, totally representative of the American dream. Safety Harbor Firearms is a Florida-based manufacturer of the compact entry stock and the SHTF 50 upper for an AR-15 lower. Also, SHF happily delivers on your Sten Gun parts needs. So don't forget to check out StenParts.com and SafetyHarborFirearms.com. All right, so let's see here. Uh, Cruise Man says I-75 South or I-85 South? 75. 75, boom, there you go. Okay, so about an hour south of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. Uh, that's the right direction from Atlanta, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it is close. It's, it's going south towards Florida. Actually, the funny thing is, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we, we aren't going to be too far from uh, some guys that I anticipate using a lot, even for content creation. Mm-hmm. Oh, who would that be? I have no idea. No, I don't know if I want to say it because I don't want to start giving like, what yeah. highways to live off of. You know yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys can figure that out on your own then. Um, what other stuff do you have going on, man, before we wrap up here? Uh, that was literally it. I am about mm-hmm. to get on this um, six-week uh, travel schedule starting mm-hmm. um, next week after the holiday. Uh, going to do some pretty cool stuff with the, the family up at uh, USCCA. We got some uh, content to create, some training they want me to go through mm-hmm. uh, to see how I feel about it. Uh, some of it developed by some friends of mine. So it'll be interesting to go through it and see what I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be up there creating some content, doing this stuff with them. I'll come back home for a couple of days and I'll shoot over to uh, uh, Brownells for a private uh, private thing we're going to be doing over there. Um, and after being there for a little while, I will um, actually come back home and then I'm going to take me a little mancation, mm-hmm. uh, a three-day mancation. Then I come back and uh, I, I will be hitting the Iraq veteran shoot. After the Iraq veteran shoot, we'll be at Hard Ready with Fit to Fight. Up in uh, North Carolina, that is basically three days of different martial art instructors uh, kicking your ass. Uh, okay. Pretty much what's going to Don't get beat up for three days. Um, and then after that, I'll be returning to the Burlington, North Carolina. Uh, well, actually, Burlington, North Carolina, to run a weekend of training. And in September, I'll actually be in Waverly, Minnesota, uh, running some training again, too. Uh, so, yeah, those are the things that I have that are going to keep me moving for the next six weeks. And other than that... Fundraising, putting up content to give people the stuff that they want, um, pissing off politicians like I normally do. I made a couple of them mad here in Georgia recently, but uh, they also, um, you know, I tell people all the time, like you have to, you have to get at people a certain way. So I also had uh, one of the people that's running for Congress uh, in my district mm-hmm. uh, actually request a phone call with me. Okay. Uh, so we we had a, 
uh, a nice hour-long talk about uh, gun rights and a different way to do it. And what I pushed on them when I said we need uh, more programs instead of policy, and you're ignoring programs and you want to go straight to policy, which to mm -hmm. me is lazy and you're not actually trying to address the issue. So uh, you can be anti-gun if you want, but if you want to work on some programs that reduce violence, I am in full support of you. And I sat on the phone and we had a nice, very respectful conversation. And at the end, I said, hey, I'm glad that you're listening because they did listen. So I'm glad that you're listening. Just understand if you keep going down this anti-gun path and I go from being someone you can reach out to for a resource to being your political enemy. So mm -hmm. um, yeah. be aware of that. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, Georgia politics is hot right now, right? I mean, you know, some some big battles going on out in Georgia. So. Yeah, and I spend a lot of time on the phone with political representatives uh, or the mm -hmm. parties. Uh, I don't talk about it a lot because one thing about it, when you come out and you talk about it, then they're less they're hesitant to reach out because they don't want like everybody. Else, right. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I tell people all the time, like I spend a lot of my day um, doing things that people wouldn't. Uh, when it comes to you know fighting this fight, that's why I'm a big fan of everybody has their job, everybody has their responsibility. Noor put something up in a video the other day that I really, really uh, respected. Uh, and he said the Second Amendment community is one of the one of the bad things about it is uh, anti-gunners uh, come together in unison and understands that everybody has a job to do uh, mm -hmm. for the ultimate goal. Right? They all understand you play this position, you do that job, do that job well, we'll support you. Right. Um, because we all have the same goal. In the Second Amendment community, we have a tendency of saying, hey, Hank, you should be a firearms instructor, an advocate, a YouTuber, a podcaster. Uh, you should do all <laughs> the interviews in the world. You know, and we expect you to do everything. You also should be stomping mm -hmm. the ground, fighting for mm -hmm. it. You should go into the poorhouse while you're doing it, too. Right. Like, right. Never make any money doing this stuff. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And and the other side doesn't have that kind of viewpoint. So that's why a lot of times I tell people like, I know what a lot of people are doing behind the scenes that people don't see that they don't talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, when people are asking for support, really consider it. Because I'll be honest with you, man, we're getting our ass kicked right now. And the fundraising thing, forget about it. Here yeah. I am. Uh, this will take me a minute to get this $300,000 raised um, for this land. Let me ask you a real question, and I'm not trying to get into a pity party here. Mm -hmm. If an anti-gun group started up today and piggybacked off a tragedy, how long do you think it would take them to raise $300,000? I think they would have $3 million easy. In, in a week, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, where, you know, I'll be fighting for probably the next calendar year to get this community to get involved in a unique project that does so much on the humanitarian side of things and those does so much for the Second Amendment. It will take me uh, a long time of constant preaching because I love everybody and I know that we scream and yell. We are some of the laziest MFs in the world uh, because we are on the side of righteousness and we are right. We are on the side of right. That we think that we have to do less work and we don't we don't realize just how bad we're getting beat because the people that want to take their gun rights away don't mind donating 50 bucks. Right. Mm -hmm. They'll they'll make sure they do it. They don't mind going after companies and pressuring companies to donate money. Right. We don't do that in the Second Amendment community. Like even if you don't have the funds, which most people don't, ain't nothing wrong. That company that you always buy your stuff from, hit them up and say, hey, man, send them an email. Mm -hmm. You know, and say, hey, there's this thing going on. I think you guys ought to be aware of. And, hey, I've been supporting you for eight years. I would love to see, you know, some of the proceeds you've made for me go to support missions like this and put it put it in an email. You mm -hmm. can do that. And then that will start diverting funds, because trust me, Levi was paying their employees on the clock to go off the clock and protest mm -hmm. to take their gun rights away. Mm -hmm. But we can't even get Second Amendment advocates or people that support the Second Amendment to email and write a company to say, hey, you should go support this Greenwood project. But let Daniel Defense piss you off about something he said in Congress. Then you'll make all kind of memes about boycotting them, but you won't construct the email to say, go support the things that are pushing us forward. We got to get our shit together.
Yeah, the memes, the memes, and throwing stuff on uh, throwing stuff up online is uh, you know it's easy to do. Dan hates you. Says I spent all my money on a boating accident. You know the truth of the matter is is that everyone like how how you're going through doing this facility, right? First of all, mm-hmm. everyone sh- is not built to do what you're doing there. I know you know knowing you personally, I know that you are built to do that, and I think. People need to recognize those kind of things. If there's someone who has the wherewithal to organize, put the stuff together, run it, and all of that, that, you know, folks looking at that shouldn't go, oh, I'm going to start my own thing. No. Do what you could do to help get that person going. You know, even if it's like sharing that person's thing or talking about their message or helping to introduce them to a company or whatever it is so that you make that happen. Now, you're not going to you're not necessarily going to get the credit or whatever it is for it. But in my my opinion, the universe knows what you're doing, like how you're talking about what's going on, what you're doing behind the scenes and all that. The universe knows everyone doesn't have to know. So when we're looking around, we need to recognize people for what they have an aptitude to do and what they're already on the path doing. And then we need to get together and help them. And I think uh, I didn't see exactly what Noir said about that, but I agree with that. And I think that he's one of the people that does certain like who else can do what he's doing, man? Who else can put out that message and talk to those people? I, I don't know. Yeah, everybody, every everybody. There are people that you reach that I can't reach. Right. right. There are people and then vice versa. There mm-hmm. is everybody. I don't have the stamina. You're, you're, you're pushing it on a thousand episodes. The stamina to do that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not necessarily my lane. My lane is to, to do other things. Your mm-hmm. lane is to do other things, to reach people in different ways. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I push back on the Second Amendment community, which I, let's be honest, is a community that hates to be corrected. They hate to be talked to. They hate to say, hey, you're doing this wrong. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. Tough shit. Um, we need to organize and be more structured. We are very, very dangerous when we're pissed at somebody. Mm-hmm. We are a dangerous group of people to be mad at you, especially if we think that you're on our side. Oh, we'll boycott, we'll burn, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know we are displeased. And I'm not saying that should change. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the support, and I don't mean a big organization, I'm talking grassroots shit, mm-hmm. right? When it comes to the support of it, then we get silent. It's like, hey, cool, I might like the photo. Like, for example, the uh, the video I put up and I put up a couple of snippets on my page recently where I'm working with the the boys from Albany, Georgia, the Exodus for Boys uh, Preparatory School. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, is I saw a that. school. Mm-hmm. That is a school that right now, uh, no other choice is going to be uh, well, not going to be. We are. We are. We had the first uh, session this weekend. We have structured a training course for that school for students and staff for the year. The students and staff are required to go through and have firearms education and no other choice along with kids the kings are going into that school and we are providing now obviously we're not taking real guns into the school for anybody who loses their crap it's a program it's a progressive thing we have a range for them to use that they'll be using the range when it's time to actually shoot but that goes with mindset that goes with education that goes with de-escalation that goes with dealing with any kind of mental trauma and frustration they have it's a complete curriculum mm-hmm. that includes firearms so we're actually working right now uh uh, actively in the program where a school is mandating firearms training and we're doing that at a net negative right now because we can't get donations. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. that's okay. laziness. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely, that is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, now granted I can go to some of my partners and they've been great to say like GSM is great. Like, Oh, what do you need? Absolutely. We'll help out. All right. But when we go out to the regular public for that, it's like, Hey guys, you know, if you got 15 bucks, five bucks, three bucks, whatever you have, 
um, you can not only assist with the Greenwood project, but even when we need to put gas in the cars, chip in for a hotel room, because the school is 100% funded off donations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So how many people can say that they're doing that? And sometimes I don't say anything when people are like, hey, why aren't you yelling at this company about this statement they made? Why aren't you yelling at this this supposed to be, you know, like when everybody wanted me to yell at Tim Kennedy, right, because of the mm-hmm. stuff he said. I'm like, okay, you want me to go and take time out of my day to break down a Tim Kennedy comment or explain to you uh, outside of what you already read for yourself why you should be mad at Springfield or whoever, fill in the blank, Ruger, whoever mm-hmm. you want to be mad at that day. Understand my frustration when I am actually out doing the things that cause the change, that could get the law swayed, and you want me to spend 30 minutes going off on people instead mm-hmm. of 30 minutes trying to fundraise so we can make sure we support the one school in this state that's saying firearms training is mandatory for staff and students. I want to focus on that, and I need you to give me the energy to focus on that. Don't come asking me when I'm going to go off on somebody, when I'm going to comment on it. You can read just like I read. If you're upset about it, please be upset about it. I'm not saying that someone, it doesn't even have to be the aforementioned. I was just using them for examples. If someone wants to be mad, concerned, upset about something that someone or an organization made that is against the Second Amendment, I fully support you having a voice in doing that. Right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But understand something. In the role that I play, I don't have time for drama. I'm trying to make a change. I will address things on a larger level when I know they impact us, but I'm not going to get into a petty beef online with an influencer because they had a different opinion. You go get them for that shit. But while you're going to get them and making memes about them, have fun with that. I might even like a couple of them. Right. But I am over here actually trying to do things that are impactful or or just take that energy. Like, why should that energy be wasted on any of that? Take that energy and I'm not saying you, I'm saying that, you know, anyone out there who's looking for something to do, take that energy and share KD stuff, man. Yeah, Yeah, do that. that. Like, you know how great it is when they're still trying to say, everybody's like, oh, the the, the left, party of racism, great. I'm not going to say I'll argue with you. You know how awesome it is to watch me standing in a room with a bunch of young black boys talking to them about de-escalation and pick up the gun? You know how much that pisses that party off? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So where, where is the support to make sure that we're not over kicking them in the nuts with that? Where is mm-hmm. that support? Right. You know what it is? It's not a sharing a post. It's not a buying a badge. It's not a making a donation. It's, it's normally met with criticism. You know how many comments I had um, that was been shared on another page of a video I haven't put out yet where I say to the men, as young black men, the world isn't looking to coddle you. Instead of people being more concerned with the fact that I'm trying to reach the young boys in front of me. You got about seven or eight of the comments that are like, well, this message is for all Americans. Shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. I am talking to a specific group of people that everybody in America is waiting to label them the next people from Chicago. Right. But also also a lot of people want the specific group of people to be spoken to. So when someone speaks to them, like roll with it. Exactly, because then it's like, somebody needs to go correct this. Somebody needs to get control. Look at this. Where's the leadership? And then you see a leader, you hear a leader speaking to them, and then you're, well, this goes for all Americans. This shouldn't just be, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. We are talking to a specific group of young men, and nobody in the world with this selective-ass blindness can ever say about me that I don't speak up for all people. I also just gave a speech to white men about the fact that they are leading this country in suicide over the age of 45 and the reasons why, but nobody wants to talk about that. And I gave that message specifically to white men that are stressing themselves out, not addressing their mental health, and when they get over the age of 45 or 55, where most men actually start committing suicide, 
they are leading those numbers by pure numbers and stats. So when I pour it back out into white men to say, hey, guys, this is not okay. Let's have a conversation. Let's let's get you back under control. This is alarming, but your your group is like out of control with this shit. So let's have a conversation about you. Nobody said, well, 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 what about the Asian men? Because that message was tailored for the white men because of how they were affected by it. But as soon as I say something about, hey, yo, young black boys in this room, mm-hmm. well, look, 13, 14, and 15 year olds that I'm having a conversation with, then it's, well, well, no, this could go for all Americans. Shut your dumb ass up. I don't, you know what? The woman said something to me once, uh, and I didn't understand it when she said this to me about 10 years ago. She was like, son, it was an older lady. She said, son, there are certain conversations that only we should have and everybody shouldn't be privy to. Right. Okay. And I was like, well, you know, for accountability and responsibility wise, I think we should have the conversations publicly where people can know that there is change and they can probably support the change. Mm -hmm. But the more and more of those dumbass comments I see come through, the more and more I understand what she was saying. How come you just can't acknowledge the fact that there is a man that these kids relate to that is speaking a message to these children mm-hmm. the way that they're going to grab it? That's not anti anything. You're talking to a particular group of young men in a particular room for a particular reason with a particular mission. So just like if I go talk to a group of white men about suicide, I brought and I told them I'm talking to who's leading suicides in this country. They were like, mm-hmm. well, men. I said, what men? They were like, black men. I said, no, white men. You. Mm-hmm. And it was 200 of them standing in front of me. You. And this is something that you need to do to correct that. Let's talk about those steps. Yeah, and there's a difference between say, men killing... Yeah, the, the, well, there's a difference between men killing each other and men killing themselves. And, you know, there's different issues. Here's the thing, man. Like, there's a... I forgot who said the line, but, you know, there's a line where a rapper said, I've been everywhere and you're, and you're never there. You know, what, what I know about you, like, this is... We're talking about social media here, but I know that you go to a lot of places, you do a lot of things and all of that. And the easy thing on social media is for people to talk a lot of shit. (laughs) So, but they don't, but they don't actually go anywhere. You know, they're never there doing it, you know, and ultimately I I think that's the most important thing. You know, I've been in law enforcement seminars with 3000 law enforcement officers and community leaders. They asked me to come out there and speak. That was right before COVID. Mm -hmm. I'll go into a room full of white men and have a conversation I've been in a room full of uh, uh, self-identified rednecks that live off the land uh, with a few hundred of them having a conversation about self-reliance, but how they can actually uh, build alliances with people from outside their communities and what those avenues look like to strengthen their stronghold of being independent from the government. Right. But nobody wants to talk about that. Uh, But as soon as I'm in a room full of young black men and I say something about them being black and people want to lose their shit, Mm -hmm. then everybody want to say it's all equal. I'm not talking to you. The message isn't for you. Mm-hmm. It's no different than I'm not taking them out and giving them the same kind of gun training that I would give an adult. That's not for them. I'm not having a conversation with them about using a gun in self-defense. I'm not having a conversation with a 14-year-old that doesn't have any firearms education about the gun laws and self-defense and the Constitution. That's yeah, not you have to talk to them about things that are relative and relevant to, to who they are and what the situation is. Absolutely. one-on-one. Consider your audience. Right. And unfortunately, we're letting some people inside these rooms for these conversations and they're so busy wanting to be heard. They got to let their little opinion be heard. They're spending less time saying on a big in a big picture. How does this alliance help me achieve freedom? You know how it does? Because if he can turn instead of looking at it like, oh, he's talking to a room. uh, It's it's a dozen young men in this room. And I I, I don't like the fact that he said the word black. But you can look at it and say, oh, 
He's keeping 12 young men or doing his part to keep 12 young men from being part of the prison system. He's doing his part to make 12 young men in this room. Ten of them might become staunch Second Amendment advocates because now they've been learning about guns since they were a kid and they're not going to let somebody take their gun rights. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it's so many different ways you can look at it. But people choose. Like I said before, people will pick the poison, the selective poison to support their bias instead of drinking the truth to challenge their own narrative. They will do it every single time. They don't want to listen. They don't want to be constructive. That's why I said, you know, in this world of all these adults with all this technology, smartphone, this smart tablet, that and all that shit, we are selecting to be idiots. We are choosing to be dumbasses because there's so many different ways you can look at it. I don't have anything to say when one of the one of the people out here in the world gets up and they use their motivational platforms and they talk about military veterans. I don't have anything to say. I don't ask them, well, what about the person that never served? I don't say that. You know, I don't go to the breast cancer march and say, hey, what about liver cancer? Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. let let people be great at what they are great at in the moment that they are there. You don't know what they're going to talk about the next day. Why do people have to be so one minded? Every, everything is not simple. Right. You can you can absolutely tell your message for different people. So I don't mind it when the guy that is a military vet and Navy SEAL or whatever he did is out giving motivational speeches. You know why? A, because he's helping people, too. There are a whole lot of people that wanted to be that motherfucker in their life. A whole lot of people that wish they served like he served. So they're looking at him and they're listening to his message. And there's a lot of kids that are about to go serve that are listening to his message. So he is doing his part to build up new servicemen in this country or do his part to make sure that people out there running businesses, running families are stronger and better. I don't have anything to say to that man about the fact he's using the military as a carrot to get them into the message, into the room where he can help them. So I don't get why the fuck other people don't give me the same respect. I don't know either, man, but here's what I would say. I think that one of the problems with social media is that, that uh, people can multiply their numbers. The people who are ignorant like that are not as much, it's not as many people as we think. I'm not saying it's a few people, but people can multiply their numbers on the so on social media, man. When I see real people out there, I think they appreciate what, what you do and what other people are doing. I think, unfortunately, the frustration here is, like you were saying, the funding. And, I, and, you know, I don't know how to figure that out because I talk to a lot of people doing good things out there, and they are having a tough time, like you said in the beginning of this, getting funded. And I don't know. We, we've really got to spend some time on that. Uh, I would I would go to more events, especially in the firearms industry, if we spent more time focusing on that even than shooting the guns, which I love shooting the guns. I love looking at the guns and talking to the people that make the guns and all that. But I think we need to figure out how to finance uh, this revolution that we want to happen, you know? And there's lots of people like yourself doing the work, however, feeling frustrated because the the, the proper support is not out there so we've got to figure that out i don't know man how we do it i don't have yeah, answers it's, it's for that definitely interesting can i show this one thing before we go yes absolutely what you um, got? so here's just um an example of the um oh, hold on let me get back to it. here it is okay i'll I, I don't know if they'll be able to hear the audio but i just want to share this uh let me turn this thing up let me, let me, this is this is the talk that I'm talking about.
you have to be able to own that and understand that. Because I would much rather have had 10 minutes of tough conversation with you, rather than somebody telling you for 10 years that you can do this, when you can go outside, when you can see your family, when you can eat. Yeah. All right, so that's um, that's cool. You know that, and that was a conversation around de-escalation. All right, walking away from problems mm-hmm. and you know not letting your pride and ego get in the way. So it was it was a snippet of a larger conversation. We need more of that, man. I'm with you. We need more of that. We need to figure out how to, you know, not like I see people saying it here. Not everyone here necessarily has it, and I know, like, I don't think you're talking to the folks here. You know, I think you're no, talking it's not, about it's not. It's yeah. not even about. It's just support is not always monetary. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't monetarily support everything that I believe in. Mm-hmm. I can't. But you know what I can do and what I have done before when I wanted some people right now, when I want some people missions or, that are supported, I will write companies or talk to companies that I think align with them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, um, are you familiar with? Do you know, mm-hmm. understand? Or as you've seen, I will like with, my, with the stogies and straps when I was doing all the IG lives, I bring all kind of people on my IG live. Because, mm-hmm. hey, I can't give you the monies like the Felons with Firearms Organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did pay for one felon to have his gun rights restored. I absolutely did pay for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't pay for everybody. Well, what, I, what did I do? I introduced him to my audience because it's a collective of people, and maybe one of them can help you next, right? Mm-hmm. So I introduced you up to 30,000 people. So I'm not saying – I'm not trying to guilt trip people into giving away money. Do not take it that way. Support right. comes in many different avenues, and you can show support. You should – Hank is being supported just by you being in the chat. That's support. Mm-hmm. Sharing a video is support. Telling your friends about it when you're out talking, you know, amongst each other is support. Um, I had one guy where I'm going to actually be having a meeting about potential donation. He's a maintenance worker, but he happened to tell his company, like, hey, this is this cool thing I think you guys should get behind because it, inv- it involves uh, kids and doing the right thing. And now I got a meeting set up with them in two months, and they're a fucking maintenance company. Mm-hmm. And it was just a guy that just said it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it support isn't hey, if you don't give, um, you know, myself, um, Hank, Maj, Teray, whomever, whoever you want, man, if you don't give us one hundred dollars, you suck. I am not saying that, brother. Money is a real thing. We all got families. We all got lives to live. Inflation is still kicking us in the ass. We're just now getting down to some decent gas prices like shit is crazy. I am not saying that when I say support, it's not all about the finances, but you will be surprised. You as an individual, what kind of avenues you could create? Just by opening yourself up to be a sharer of the word, a spread, a, a person that spreads the message, interact on posts, right? Because even every time you interact on a post, you ignite the algorithm, right? It's seeing that more people are seeing it. If you share it, the algorithm is ignited. Like right. you're a part of that. And so you are part of the collective people that come back and maybe they do have the disposable income, right? So it's much, it's teamwork. Mm-hmm. It's teamwork. Yeah. It doesn't have to be monetary. Absolutely. I, I think I agree with that. All right, listen. We are we're gonna wrap it. We're, I know obviously we're over, but I think it's good stuff. I think it's it's worth going over, and I know folks appreciate it out there, Kevin Dixie, and I know people oh, appreciate yeah. you. When I when I see people, people often say to me how much they appreciate you and what you're doing. I feel the same way, and um, I know that it's really important that we figure this stuff out because uh, you know. This is a big part of the solution to the to the issues that a lot of us are having, and we're frustrated with in our world. So, 
you know, it, it, I think it's felt and everyone feels it out there. Um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run in the end and we're going to come back and do words of wisdom. Do you just want to tell people one last time here before I do that, like how they can communicate with you or where they should go to, you know, what's the places? Uh, sure. You can um, find me at The Real NLC for no other choice. The Real NLC on all your social media platforms. I am the most active on Instagram in all fairness. Uh, I am the most active on Instagram, but we're also starting to put some videos and shorts and stuff up on the YouTube channel. So go check that out. We also have the podcast, Stogies and Straps. Um, and the, the tagline of Stogies and Straps is uh, bringing back a dope conversation. So um, Stogies and Straps on YouTube and Stogies and Straps on Instagram. It also has a TikTok page, Stogies and Straps, where we are having cigars. We have various guests come on and we're talking about the heavy issues in a very calm, relaxed manner. Um, you know, with the cigar, uh, with the drink, and we're just talking and, and, and trying to see what kind of, you know, conversation can be brought forth. So definitely stogies and straps. Um, uh, email us at info at noitherchoice.com. If you have any questions, you can also shop for swag like the Don't Mandate Me to Madness, Surefire X300 Turbo, uh, magazines, all kind of lights, um, a lot of stuff that you need um, over at noitherchoice.com. You can also sign up for our training classes at noitherchoice.com. And all the support from NoOtherChoice.com, no matter what you buy, no matter what you spend, from training classes to swag to uh, accessory for your firearm, all that goes back to our Aiming for the Truth. All proceeds go back to Aiming for the Truth, uh, and they're going to help fund this Greenwood project we're trying to get going. So you can get a class and help out with the project. You can order a light and help out with the project. We'll greatly appreciate it. Or just go watch one of our um, podcast episodes, give a comment, kick the algorithm up. That'll be greatly appreciated. Absolutely. And this kind of passion is why I do this podcast. Tomorrow night, we're going to have Joanna Latina Locked and Loaded. Mm -hmm. So be ready for some more passion here. But um, I, I do really appreciate where you're coming from, Kevin Dixie. And I'm glad we met a long time ago, man. I've, I've never regretted that, you know. Yeah, you're good Atlanta. <laughs> I yeah, yeah, I remember that, man. That's very vivid in my memory. So I appreciate that. I'm going to run in the end and we're going to come back and you're going to hit us with the words of wisdom here. So here we go. All right, guys, we are going to be back tomorrow with Latina Locked and Loaded here on the show. Uh, we're going to rip the audio out of this, throw it up on iTunes. It's going to be on Audible, all your favorite places to get your audio podcast from, including you can go to HankStrange.com and get it over there and listen to it at any time. Kevin Dixie, words of wisdom. De-escalation. Uh, we live in a world where you have a lot of um, input, sensory input coming into you via your phone. You still have your family. You have your natural frustrations. You have your own self to deal with. You have work. Uh, you have this economy to deal with. If you're politically aware, that burdens on you. The point of the story is that a lot of a lot of things can become a burden on you. And sometimes we don't realize just how heavy our load is. And we go out into the world and we don't realize just how much of a ticking time bomb we are. So what I would encourage everyone to do is to think about your pressure points. Find something to do that relieves pressure from you. If you continue to take money out of the bank and you never make deposits, you are eventually going to deplete that bank account. It's the same thing with your emotions, same thing with your patience, right? You have to go through things that refill that account so you always have an abundance to operate from. I would uh, like to encourage you to walk away from negative situations. Um, if you have to feel like the smaller person in that situation, so be it. Uh, but you have an opportunity to probably save a life in that situation. And sometimes the life you save is your own. Uh, walk away. No one is worth you losing your family, your dignity, your integrity, uh, just to prove that you're tougher than the next person. De-escalation um, and deprogramming all the negativity that exists inside of you and fill yourself with more love, patience, and joy. And I hope you live an abundant, a life of abundance. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Kevin Dixie. Appreciate and love you, man. I'm, love I'm you too, hit, 
Absolutely. I'm going to hit the buttons here. I'll see you guys tomorrow.